Yes, yes, people, we are back live. We are back live for the returning courtside commentary podcast live on the Sarcasm City TV kick. The courtside commentary podcast is the NBA podcast, people. So not only will you get the courtside commentary podcast here throughout the season, you also get NBA regular season watch-alongs here, and you'll also get NBA playoff games here as well. Those watch-alongs will be here. But as you can see from the title, NBA regular season preview 23 2023 slash 24. And obviously, I had to bring through, you know what I'm saying, the Avengers for this. You know what I'm saying? I had to bring through the gang, the people who make this possible because I could not do this alone. I'm legit just here to mediate. So I had to come go go get some of the best content creators, some of the most knowledgeable minds in basketball, you know what I'm saying, out here in these content creators' uh, streets and entertaining as well. Extremely entertaining. So, God, welcome to the show. My like Timo is in the building. Eddie is also in the building. Cozilla is also in the building as well. What are you man telling me? Everybody good? Oh, good, man. I miss the NBA season, man. I'm glad to be I back. Have, yeah. I, I've never seen you smile yeah. so much. You look legit, <laughs> you look legit happy, happy, fam. NBA season back. It's been a while, though. I can't lie. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit, man. It was good. It was good having a little bit of a break because the stress levels went down associated with my club. But yeah, man, we always good to be back here with the homies, the enemies, as a brother situated in this stream. Definitely should know, but he's still my dog. So yeah, it's always good to be back. Nah, for real, for real, it is big up Cozilla in the cut as well. So, yeah, we will be just be discussing, obviously, the main teams, majority on the West, some on the East as well. Any questions you lot have, feel free to get in and myself and the panelists will answer any questions. But let's get straight to it. Probably the biggest trade of the offseason. We all thought he was, it looked like he was odds on to go to Miami Heat. Ended up going to the Milwaukee Bucks, man like Dame. So we'll go to you first on that. Eddie, thoughts on that trade? Did it surprise um, you? Was you shocked? Yeah, yeah, definitely shocked, but um, happy as hell because he's out of the conference. Um, <laughs> I, love, I, I love how you're so biased towards the Lakers. Yeah, bro, <laughs> listen, man. Like, y'all don't understand. This dude, Dane, been giving me nightmares, bro. If I'm just seeing he come to the Staples Center, 45. We go play Portland up in Portland, 48. <laughs> just giving my team buckets every time. And historically, like Portland has always been that team that the Lakers struggle against. Even when oh, is it, it was, That's a yeah, bogey team bro, it's a bogey team. I don't I know. know it, I think it's just such a dead city that when you come from LA, it just <laughs> does something to your spirit. And so, like, even the Shaq and Kobe days, bro, it was like we had a streak where we lost like maybe eight games in a row to them in Jesus. Portland. That's so crazy. yeah, I can. It's it's them. It's them, bro. This it's been it's been up since that time. Like you know, so anytime they get worse, they get a little bit happier. Um, but back <laughs> to the trade. Um, yeah, I I love it for Dame though. Just basketball purely. Um, because I think now that he's going to be playing so many nationally televised games, people are going to see how great of a player he is. Got you. Dame's one of those players where unless you really watch the NBA, you don't understand how great he truly is. You might get the highlights coming across your feed that he, you know, scored 50 in the game or 60 in the game. But to have to watch him play for 48 minutes, mm-hmm. um, you'll you'll get a you'll get a real understanding of who he is as a hooper. Um, and you compare that with Giannis. 
I'm not saying it is that di- it is this dynamic, but it's legit stylistically the closest thing we've ever seen something resembling Shaq and Kobe. That's crazy. And I've seen other people mention that in regards to like, like you said, not skill, but in terms of profile that those two are like that. Yeah. That's crazy. Especially yeah. on the East. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you it's, um, cause the perimeter threat that Dame is, there's only so many people in this world that you can. And I mean that people like so many people in this world that you can measure him up to mm-hmm. with regards to just perimeter threat. Like the guy being able to get you, 40 points strictly on jump shots, right? Mm-hmm. There's not too many people on this plan that could do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you look at him and you combine that with the unstoppable force that is Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's scary. Um, mm-hmm. Because with Giannis, it's legit. He could take a dribble from half court and dunk the ball. Mm. Not too many people like on planet Earth can do that as well. So you have that dynamic working together. And what they've done is they've done a great job of keeping, I think they're more important pieces, um, uh, support Mm. pieces together. Mm -hmm. Um, With regards to your Bobby Portis's, your, um, your Brooke Lopez, your Chris Middleton's, even a Pat Connaughton, um, who doesn't get a lot of credit. You look at those four guys, what they can do as just help the help is it sets them up to do some some good things this season. So yeah, I'm excited for Dame. Um, it's still Lakers and six, but <laughs> Lakers yeah. get to the championship, yeah. Lakers and okay. six. Lakers and six. And whatever the question is, the answer is Lakers <laughs> and six. You already know. Um, and so when I look at them, though, they're definitely, I think, the the best team in the league from top to bottom after that trade. Okay, so you rate them not high. So you definitely have them getting out of the Eastern. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I'll never pick that whack ass team from Massachusetts. Never in my life. <laughs> Yeah, I never picked that. Hey, but yeah, the bridge two five eight. Yes, Ahmed, were you telling me first and foremost? You good, my friend? Of course, man. Sensational as always, man. I love that. And you know what? Get your thoughts. We'll go to you, Ahmed. On Dame going to the box. Uh, I think it's um, I would say a good trade for the um box. I think partially because you want to be given um Giannis, you know, as much as he wants. I know that obviously he's got, I think, an extension coming up, if I'm not mistaken. In yeah. A year, yeah. And like, obviously, he's been doing a lot of these little summer things. You know, it's like, I'm available, you know what I'm saying? You know, we'll see what happens next year or two. And from like, you know, his standpoint, I think he's trying to get another ring, in my opinion. He's already got one, but he wants to get more, right? I don't know that, you know, if he wants to be up there with the upper echelons of like the NBA, of NBA players, you need to, the rings are important, I don't know that. Yes, you know, getting those points, rebounds, etc. etc. they're all great. He's got his ring, but you need more if you want to be in those, um, in, 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 in those sort of upper echelon stuff. So he's got, he's got him. Um, I, I guess for me, I think they'll comp- complement each other very well. I also think, though, you know, with Giannis, last year against the Heat, they were they, they sort of were getting to him, if you know what I mean. And that, for me, is like something you would hope, obviously, a larger one, you know, maybe a bit more footwork, 
learning now to do that, maybe a bit adding something more to his game, that little post fade. Maybe it might help him out a bit more because they were they, I feel like the heat understood his his sort of style already, and essentially just played towards that stop stopping his style because the other guys that are around him, um, who uh, obviously they had, he had Drew Holiday. Sadly, Drew Holiday's like shooting percentage has been declining like season upon season after that ring win. Essentially, he's not been shooting that great. Um, he's pretty much providing me more defensively, more so than if not anything. The other guy that they had, whose name literally just Chris Middleton, had just come back from injury, and he wasn't looking so much himself either. So it was kind of hard for a minute, if that makes sense. So, but the thing for me is that if you if, if he gets out, you need another superstar really to help you out on those days when he's not cooking, if that makes sense. But I thought like the team's complete, so we'll see what happens. You think they're the best team in the East? Yeah, are they the best team in the East? Honestly, against I think like it's obviously between them and Boston, right? And I feel like Boston losing the the height in like the in, in the two Williams. Is mm. gonna kind of harm us a bit more, um, but I do think this Boston still has more firepower compared to them. So I would Boston. probably say okay. I'll, I'll actually say it's a stalemate to be honest. I'll probably say it's, it's more close. close yes, very close. Yes. And just quickly, big up to Joel in the chat three hundred five five. Uh, big up to uh, Bag as uh, Badge as well. Who says big up the panel? Let's go Raptors. Big up to Joel again. Who said big up? Rasta Mandum says Dame Dollar moved to Milwaukee and divorced his wife. I don't know about the second half of that. That's but actually big up true. Man. That's actually true. That's yeah, actually that's true. true. But make sure everyone who's tapped in right now, make sure you hit the follow button on the kick as well. And Timo, we'll go to you. Your thoughts on the Dame trade to the Milwaukee? Obviously, guy. this is the the biggest story in the summer. I thought it would be like a hardened S again to the Clippers and that. I thought that would, that, that would also headline the summer. But yeah, this is obviously um, a trait in response to Giannis kind of like comments of the, of the, the offseason last season. And I think there's a reason that he need, that he, need, he wants to say at Milwaukee. But from like a, from the talent point of view right now, like trading for a star like like Dame to Milwaukee, like it, that is exactly the move. Kind of like you you satisfy him, and also like it would also boost the the Bucks offense and consistently kind of like Damian Giannis, vice versa, pick and roll. That is the that is the one thing that you do not you do not want to be part of if you are in the in the opposition team. Because there's gonna be so much defense to, to to back them up, and yeah, in the East as well, like, it's gonna be one man team. I don't think like Boston's gonna be that close, but there there are a one big threat in this season, and I think the biggest L here is is Phoenix, because somehow they land Nurkic, they land Nurkic on their team. And that is not good though if you're if you're Suns player because you trading Aiton and then and Phoenix as a result they get they get they get no church because I think for me it's a massive downgrade. Did they not get Bill though? Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, they got Bill, but they also got like they've I'm got exactly. quite a few they've got quite a few big man. I don't I don't really agree with you there, Pato, because what was Aiton doing in the playoffs? We saw Aiton. Well, let's let's, keep it real, let's, bro. let's 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 be honest here. Offensively, Aiton, what was he doing, bro? I'm just I'm saying to you, if you're being honest, Aiton for death makes sense given their roster, but not sure they could have done much better after what happened to his value in recent years. Because what you well, here's here's the thing, Ahmed. Mm-hmm. 
you're looking I, you might be looking at him through the premise of he went up against Jokic and let's be fair everybody in that last playoff looked like garbage against Jokic because what he was doing we'd never really seen in the history of the game a center damn near averaging a triple double um and and another thing is that he just wasn't happy there so it's hard to to get the best version of a DeAndre Ayton when he doesn't want to be there. And I don't think his teammate necessarily wanted him there either. So I get it, right, um, that, yeah, because his production was minimal, you don't necessarily – you're not necessarily missing much. But if you had a motivated Ayton – I think he fits what Phoenix needs more because he's he at least he can actually stand in front of the rim and make it hard for people to finish, even if he's not scoring, right? When you look at Nurkic, Nurkic is an offensive-minded center who can't really move his feet. Your only hope is that he gets you about 15 to 10 a game and – with that that three-headed monster they got right over there, it's hard for me to imagine that he'll be able to do that. So I think all in all, for Portland to get him in the Dame Lillard trade, that only makes Portland better. Because yeah. it's like you're getting a new player. You're getting a player who's happy about his situation um, and is just ready to compete. That's- all right, Chris. Right, that's that's first. Yo, cuz you there? What are you saying? Yeah, man. Um, first and foremost, let me say, uh, fuck the Lakers, man. You guys, yeah, let me tell you about the Lakers. Yeah, no home training. Just no train. Train. home training. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get there. Yo, yo, no worry, cuz, cuz, cuz. No, wait, cuz. Because and Timo, yeah, I know you didn't say anything. We go, we gonna get to Lakers Clippers. We will get there. Don't worry, man. We gonna get. I said nothing. I let him cook, though. I let him cook. I let him. We'll let him cook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, listen, listen. All I'm saying is Eddie just said everyone looked average against Jokic last year. You looked average, bro. You looked average. You got swept. Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix lost in six. That's not terrible. It was it was competitive in the series. It was. You guys got swept. But yeah, nah. Um, Fallis, did I shoot first? Did I no, shoot no, first though? No, okay. Just, no, just remember, remember that, right? Okay, I'll let yeah, you do your thing. We got when we get to the Lakers Clippers thing, don't worry, man. We're gonna get to that second. I hear you. I've said second. nothing. <laughs> All right, on, no, no. With 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 Dame, I feel like um it would be a good uh, pairing between him and um Giannis because they're complementary. And uh they're both showing that they can do it in the playoffs. Um yeah, it's gonna be exciting to see. I, I can't really see how they're gonna do in terms of the postseason, but in terms of the regular season, yeah, they'll be definitely higher up in the season in the Eastern Conference. But um yeah, if you're talking about trades in general, um, I feel like Boston, Boston won. That team is just crazy. I feel like they're going to go far. Oh, they might okay. even be in the finals because that team, even if you even if you look at their bench, like for me, in the West, I feel like we're the most stacked. I feel like we, the Clippers, we have the best squad. If you're looking at 1 through 11 or if you're just looking at the the, the, the starting five and, and, and the bench, I feel like we're very deep and we've done some good trades. We've got in KJ Martin, a couple other guys. But with Boston, their starting five is crazy, man. Like they've got deep, they've got three All NBA defenders in one team. Like it's going to be very hard to 
attack with Premier players against those wings. So, and Kristaps Porzingis as well. That's this guy's a he's he can be an all star. He's all NBA level player. So, I just feel like that team particularly won the trade. First, and actually staying with you, cause and staying in the East in the conference as well. What's your thoughts on what's like gone on over the off season with James Harden at Philly, and obviously him stating that the Clippers would be his preferred destination. So yeah, thoughts on both of those things. I feel like with Harden, um, the guy already made up his mind. Like he, him and Daryl Morey had a riff, and everyone knows what's gonna happen if you have a riff with James Harden. Like the guy's on the loser says he's not really the most professional player, but. In the predicament that the Clippers are in, our backs are tight. Like we, our hands are tied behind our back. Like Kawhi and PG, after this year, who knows if they're going to extend? I'm confident in them to extend in because they're in California. They're basically playing in not too far away from their house. But I just feel like with Harden, we're going to have to take that risk if he wants to come. And it depends on the trade package as well because I feel like they want to get rid of Harden, but we're not in a position. Like, we don't really have to go from it. It's not a necessity. I feel like even without Harden, our team is good enough to contend, barring any injuries. So I'm open to getting Harden, but it's, it's just the amount, the amount of players that we're giving up. And especially with Terrence Mann as well. They just, Tyree just came out and said he's he's going to be starting for us this season. So I don't know. But even 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 in um, Jan, um the, the winter trade deadline, there's there's good players out there like Jeremy Grant. I'll be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if he came in if we if we don't get Harden. So, so you would table, like so I'm you would like Harden then if if it was plot if it's possible would you be like yeah do you think that's a good fit for the Clippers James Harden yeah I think yeah okay, I think he's a good fit but it's just about what we give up I don't want to give up okay. more than one first round pick for him yeah we can give him the, we can give the, whoever team the expiring mm-hmm. and maybe like Norman Powell maybe but I don't want to give up two first round picks for Harden. That's first. That's first. Eddie, where you at in regards to not obviously um, Harden going to the Clippers, but more so what's going on with him at Philly? I I said in the back, you know, everybody wanted top model till she started acting like one. Um, (laughs) You did say that as well. He's going outside. We did. We had a long conversation, bro. Because think about think about this, man. You had. You had this dude running. I'm telling you, brother, it's it's it's, it's long. It's a long day. Uh, a different conversation, but just it's a difficult conversation. We just got to call a book a book, right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll look at it from two sides. We'll look at it from Philly's ownership and management side, and Harden's side. Mm-hmm. Um, Harden has spent the better half of this entire decade playing one type of basketball. You know, ball uh, dribble dominant, put it all on his shoulders. I'll, I'll carry us home. The byproduct of that is you're starting to see his body break down because he's been having to do so much as a one man band. There's always going to be this kind of reaction. There's there's always going to be this kind of reaction. Like if you look at all the players who've been the one man band of the team, there comes to that point where you see their body really start to break down. Uh, my favorite, Kobe. Kobe would play through everything. Um, and then towards the latter parts of his career, you started to see injuries that he would play through really hamper his ability to even show up. Um, a guy like Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady was in Orlando and the entire offense of a team. When he got to his second stop in Houston, 
his body started breaking down and he couldn't compete. And now you're seeing with James Harden, it's a lot of these soft tissue injuries from the groin to the hamstring that are just debilitating for him. Um, and so if you're Philadelphia from the management side, you're seeing his production in the playoff games. You're seeing the inconsistency, right? I think he had 45 the first game yeah, in what, Boston. Two, and then he took two shots in the final quarter or something like that. Right. But he had nine know, points in his final game against Boston. Nine points in his final game against Boston. And now I I don't know if he sabotaged it. Or if that was his body, like, did he get them? Like, he maybe he got the note, the message from owners and management that they weren't going to pay him. So he was like, "Yeah, I'm selling." Oh I don't know. Like, that's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. And I was like, "I'm actually looking." Did you throw this game? It was seven and beat, bro. And beat, I think, got eleven points. Yeah, got two listen, I, I, I'm done. I'm done thinking about. I fell for it last year. I'm never falling for it again. Um, as far as I'm concerned, people who call and beat a superstar need to be drug tested. He's a star who gets a lot of numbers, but when it matters most, aka the playoffs, he taps out. He might be He's a tapping out. number two, man. He might yeah, be. that's a that's a fair shout. Um, that's a fair shout. Um, so I think from the management side, you're looking at it and you're like, yo. You really you putting up Hall of Fame numbers in the strip club, but then when it comes to the game, you out here doing Lord knows what. I can't pay for that. This guy, yeah. <laughs> you look at it now, like again, people. I say it, and he has his jersey retired in the Houston strip club. These are the facts. I just, I just, Bro, gave it to you. you know, you had a girl going away Houston, like uh, going away party at the Houston strip club. By the way, like, I know, <laughs> I know, there are as many tears being dropped as singles in that mug, bro. You already know, not a dry eye sight. All that they seen, all that diaper money just vanish on that plane. But I digress. <laughs> Um, so you got that with James, and then you have Philly ownership. Like, if I'm Philly, I wouldn't have paid him either. I'm just gonna be honest with you. What he was looking for, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna pay that to him because, like I said, the signs were there, his body is breaking down. Um, and he did produce, but that's because James plays what I call it a, a numbers-based game. Right, like there are some players who who play the game and through just naturally playing how they view the game, just playing the play, they get the stats that make you think like, yeah, they played out of this world. Like Jokic is a prime example of that. People think Jokic is actually looking for stats, but no, that's just the way he sees the game. That's the mm-hmm. way he plays the game. You can see by how effortless, effortless, excuse me, it looks while he's playing the game. Mm-hmm. James has broken down NBA scoring to such a T that even when he's not trying, he'll score 20 and he'll get his 10 assists. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they made their bed. And the funniest part is Daryl Morey made him this way. Daryl Morey was the guy who gave him the keys in Houston, mm-hmm. made him, gave him the keys to become an MVP, mm-hmm. and then he, he backdoored him in Philly. And because because Daryl Morey is such a he's such a dork, 
he hates he hates um he hates uh confrontation he's soft mm-hmm. What what the homie can say he's he's uh charming soft that means he's charming cloth he's very soft like he's not the type of of gm that you usually see so it's just a mess um and long may continue because that's another team i don't have to worry about so you know they can <laughs> they can figure that out for themselves i think i think though that the fact that they got tyrese maxi i think that that does wonders because Okay. He's a player who's hungry and ready for his opportunity to show that he's really that guy on this big stage. And so I can see Tyrese Maxey honestly having an all-star season and then staying afloat. And then staying afloat. So, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they're like a top five seed still, even with this whole James Harden fiasco going around. And it, does he get traded? Um, Yeah, because I, they won't have a they won't have a choice. You know, um, where do you think you he ends up, though? Where do you think he? Ends I don't up? know. I don't know. Sure. Honestly, I think it'll be a, a. It'll be one of these things like Dame. I don't think he ends up with the Dippers because Kozilla can talk all that hot shit he wants. He already knows. You have something good right now, and the fact that you out here bigging up Terrence Man shows the levels of of basketball going on over there at that shit show. So Bro, again, taking them over Austin, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, okay, take over Terrence Man, Terrence Man, man, hey, and Lakers yeah, play yeah, Clippers next Lakers. week, I think, it is as well. People just there will be a watch along for that. I'm telling Terrence you, man is Terrence Man, bench players talking like starters. I hate it here, <laughs> fucking Terrence Man. Yeah, we're supposed to be scared of. Uh, right, we're talking about Terrence Man. We're talking about Juana Man. Y'all seen Juana? Terrence Man really look like Juana Man too. It's crazy. The 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 the, 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 the match in the face. But you know, I digress. I digress. <laughs> Timo, where do you think James Harden ends up? I'm not sure about this. Purely because that we okay, let me flip the question then. What do you think? Forget like whether they can trade for him. What do you, what team do you think is the best fit for him? East or West? Probably East. Though. But who, if you look at the East, East yeah, mm-hmm. is there any assets that, that can do? Nah, that's why I said forget, forget who can trade for him. I'm saying just look at each team, look at all the teams in the East, all the teams in the West. Where do you think he best fits? Forget whether they can trade for him or not. I can think of one. Go on then, Ahmed. Go on. Who do you, where do you think is the best fit for James Harden? Not best fit per se, but the people that I know that I think the Heat can do can. can He's do not it. going to Miami. But they, but they, but these guys, yeah, they don't. They want eight percent, what if I? I'm not saying he goes, but like, that's why I'm asking Eddie. But like, if they, like the guys that have like, the actual yeah. picks and stuff, if they, if on second thought, on second thought, on second mm-hmm. thought, sorry, on second thought, probably the Rockets back again because. No, nope. I think the Rockets next year they're gonna have the most cap spaces for the next off season. Well, yeah, remember I said forget whether the team can trade for him or not. I well, just, they I declined, didn't they? Like he was trying to do no, the because thing. If, look, if he's available through the free agency, like, I would say, I would say, 
if any, I would say probably a team like the Knicks. Okay. Um, just because it's like that's a market he would enjoy, but I don't think you wanna you wanna trade him into a not just the in conference team, but an in division team where you see them four times a year. But to say that they did he did the trade with Brooklyn, so it might be them, but Miami. If he was to go out west, no, Miami, Miami is eight percent body fat, bro. They're not gonna let him back. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he's not. He's not trying to do all that. You're not um, doing heat culture, man. That's the problem. They, they would take him. That's bro. it. That's it. It would have been done, team. I'm with you. It would have been done if he was the type of player that could fit into their system. But because from a mentality standpoint, like, you know what I heard about the Miami Heat? That's crazy. Is they scout people to fit their system while they're still in high school. That's crazy. That's so, crazy. like, if and not even just about the talent, but, like, your mentality. Like, they, they scout you in high school. So he, they knew he was never going to be their kind of guy. Um, yeah, I, I don't see – I don't see any options other than – other than – um yeah, I just can't see it. I'm gonna be right. I'm not even trying to make it up. I just can't. Now, you're see saying it. That, that, that there's not many great, there's no great fits out there for him. No, because who who wants to deal with who wants to deal yeah. with that? That's that the because again, if it was just if it was just about production, like mm. this this thing, you'd have a team, you'd have teams lining up, but it's not. You know what it is? There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know you know what it is, bro? James Harden, yeah, yeah. there's no other way to put it. He is going outside because a lot of the stuff that's happening to him is basically on him. It, there's no other way to put it. Like, I think for me, yeah, like, you know, you went to Brooklyn, you know, obviously you want to go to, to get a ring. He then wants out after two years. To be honest, you know, after a year, basically, essentially, and like, to be honest, you know, the way Kyrie and KD was going, that one, I can understand that. But he's come to Philly, you know, he's so cool, taking the pay cut, for the team to try to win a ring, and like he's uh, like I don't understand why he why does he want to move now? Like you've made more than enough money in your career at the Rockets. Clearly, you you want to win a you want to win a ring, bro. Let's stay there. Yeah, if he wants to, to win a ring, he can come here. Come to the Clippers, man. We got speed. We got we got a lot of space. <laughs> These man, no do you like toxic culture, culture bro? Surely don't want toxic culture. It's it's I, it's again. It's you got it, coach. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're not, we're not like no Lakers, nothing like that. It's a family environment, man. You see what they Again, said about I Memphis? didn't, they I, them, I didn't say anything. You remember that? Vampire. I didn't say anything. <laughs> called, they, no, no. Remember what the media was spitting out there? They called Russ a vampire, a guy who sucks the energy out of your locker room. Look at him now. Mm. He bought every team member in the Clippers the newest iPhone, bro. Apart from Marcus Morris. Because y'all broke. Because y'all broke. It's not that y'all broke. Y'all got no money Every single guy in here, yeah, is from South Central LA. These guys, they're from the hood. James Harden is from LA too. So come through, bro. You know what I'm saying? Come through. First, first, first. Um, yeah, before we carry on, big up everyone that's tapped in. Make sure you hit the follow button on the kick. Make sure you do so. If you're listening on one of the audio platforms, big up to you. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, you'll be able to listen to this back after the live show, Sarcasm City TV. Just type that in. That's SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts as well. Get any questions in, of course, and we'll move on over from the East. Let's go over to the West Coast. I'm saying, and let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. We will go there. Timo, 
Floor is yours. We're just not going to talk about the Celtics then. Do really you want to talk? Right, if you want to talk about talk about the Celtics, Flo, I don't know what team you support. But if you want to talk, I don't support them. I get the Nuggets. I'm it. I'm it. I support the Nuggets, but I think you're a plastic Nuggets fan. Have some shame, man. That's Timo saying that. You know, I don't care, man. Listen, the only one team in football. You can't make it up. You can't make this up. You can't make this up. I'm it. I'm it. I'm it. I'm it. No, my. How yeah, many? Yeah, how many is that? How many? Is that? My, how my apologies. My apologies. So we'll go. We'll, we'll, we'll go from the west. We'll go back to the east. We'll talk about the Boston Celtics. Flow's yours. I didn't think there was anything to talk about. But, hey, they're, I'm not, gonna, they're, I, not, I, I, they're not. They're not. They're not. You got it right the first time. Don't worry. Nothing worth talking. You got it right the first time. But I always say, yeah, this organization is an unserious organization. I always say that, right? Like, but when they did the Memphis trade, yeah, for was it called, yeah, and when they let Marcus Smart go. I thought we they, they started to become serious. I thought something had happened. There was a change in the atmosphere. I was thinking, rah, are we actually like becoming serious now? We actually let go of the guy that's been one of the guys that's been holding us back offensively. Yeah, one of the main guys that's been, you know, doing the you know, we, we talk about La Fuck you freeze here yeah, from LeBron. He is doing this La Fuck you brick freeze literally all the time at the Celtics, bro. He used to do that so much here yeah, and actually used to like piss me. The F off here yeah, when he used to do that too. But anyway, he left. And then obviously we got a pausing gas. I was like, I was I, I'll be real, man. I'm a bit meh on this Pazingas trade. We saw what he was doing at Dallas, you know. But I've not really seen watched him out that much at Washington. He's like, uh, he's good, but we'll see if he can come good. You know what I'm saying? Like pause, you know what I'm saying? But like we'll see if he actually like you know <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but we move on him, isn't it? Yeah, no, I said nothing. I've said yeah, nothing. Continue then, on. Obviously, Malcolm Brogdon obviously left, and I, you know what, man? I, it's kind of a shame because in in the regular season when he was actually doing the being the main point guard for us, he was actually doing quite well in the playoffs. So I think he got injured, but everything. But like even then, even when he wasn't injured, the playoffs he wasn't really producing the products that I was expecting from him anyway. So losing him wasn't too bad. Losing Grant Williams, mate, I don't know what... I, I mean, that's not a loss in my opinion. You know I mean, all he was doing is just trying to be chatty-patty. Yeah, I thought he was hard. You know what I mean? He can join Luca doing that all that nonsense, talk-talk shit. You know what I'm saying? So, he can enjoy that in Dallas. You know what I'm saying? But um, the other guy, losing Rob Williams, that's heartbreaking, man. Because I actually really think he provided a lot for us, you know, in, in terms of, like, height that we're going to be losing, particularly when you're facing against someone like, was it called Giannis? Because, like, two years ago, particularly when he was actually fit... And we faced Giannis in the playoffs. Him, Al Horford were doing a great job, sort of like switching around and do uh, against Giannis. And like losing Rob Williams, it's a big loss for me, in my opinion. He, he was a big loss for us in terms of high defense. Bringing Drew Holiday, I think it could be a good thing in two ways. Defensively, obviously, what he can provide defensively. I also think as a point guard, it's a necess- necessary thing because when we had what's it called, um. Marcus Smart, I don't really feel like he was like, you know, offensively going forward. That type of point guard that was, you know, helping us to deliver to, to deliver what we needed to. Drew Holley can provide that for us. I know the system that we use at the Celtics where it's not always smart that was delivering it for us. Derek White would at times be like the main um, starter of the attack. It would sometimes be Jason Tatum, sometimes Jalen Brown. You know what I mean? It was just this stupid mix and, th- mix and match thing. But like uh, we can now use Drew Holiday be that main focus in, in my opinion, and then you can just do pick and rolls, or you can just give it to Jason Tatum to do on the wing. Same with um, Jalen Brown. Hopefully he's got a uh, he's got the left hand now. You know what I'm saying? Because we need we need the left hand now. You know what I'm saying? Please. 
I love how he said we twice about the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I'm saying, but we move and I'm saying, but again, I think for me, yeah, we're we've got a good bench, we've got a deep bench, pause again, but like we've got we've got everything there. I just think I need, I need, I need Tatum, yeah, just to rise, and I need Jalen Brown, just use the other hand too, big man, you know what I'm saying. There's no other way to fit. Let the, you know what I'm saying. You know, what I mean? we can't be <laughs> don't be ZH, bro. Don't be ZH, man. That's all I have to say. Uh, please, Broski. I don't need another Matt Anthony. Said, Matt said he needs one man to rise and one man to. I said that. Man, hand, I said that. I'm pause, letting <laughs> strong pause. I'm yo. trying, bro. I'm pause. trying. Pause. Pause, yo. Man okay. said I need one man to rise and I need one man what to use the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god. What else do you have What I'm gonna say is Jalen Brown's my guy that yeah, but please bro, stop don't be as yet, man. Don't just don't be as yet, Sean. That's what I'm saying. Don't be that guy you can only use one hand, yeah, pause. Or like him um, to do everything that he needs to do and everything in it. Please, that's all I'm saying. That's it. It's, all right, cool. That's all. all right, but I don't. I don't think. Go I on. think it's gonna be probably a box Celtics finals. Though. That's definitely for sure for me. In okay. the playoffs, it'll probably be a box Celtics conference finals, not like mm-hmm. actual NBA finals. The box so probably it, will be first. Is there yeah, anything I else? Would, on it? Yeah, go on, go on, Eddie. I I would just whittle it down to the decision making of Jason Tatum. Um, every every year we get to a point where you just look at what the hell Jason you just ask yourself what the hell is Jason Tatum doing in the biggest of moments you just ask yourself why the hell would he even attempt to do that and to his credit in the Eastern Conference Finals last season to get them back to a game seven he played his ass off and he did something I, I never really expected him to do which was master the mid-range jump shot Jason Tatum is 6'9", and there's only so many people who can elevate with him and block his jump shot. Mm. Only so many people. You have to be, like, legit an apex defender to be able to contest his jumper. And he figured that out. But then they had wasted so much energy trying to get to a Game 7. By the time Game 7 came around, they didn't have enough energy to, to finish the deal and win the game. And so for me in the Celtics, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't trust Porzingis. I think he's soft as shit. I think the book is out on him. I think if Drew Holiday was the type of guy that we thought he was, he is, the Bucks wouldn't have got rid of him. And I think the issue for Drew, Drew Holiday come playoff time is not his defending, but it's his offense. Exactly. It's his offense. And – you're looking at the Celtics. When you look at them, they go about they're about six ball players that you can trust in the playoff. And I'd say five because I don't think you can trust Porzingis come playoff time. So I think, you know, if you're a Celtics team, you trust Al Horford. Tatum Brown. Tatum Brown to an extent. Because, again, we've yeah. seen what happens when we give Brown a, a, a lion's share of the responsibility. It's not the greatest, mm-hmm. right? It's really not the greatest. 
when you say creating the half court, because in, in full court, right, when everybody's running up and down, he's such an athlete that that's where he's going to be special at. Mm-hmm. And so to your point, to your point, oh, Flawless might have left. Okay, we're still rolling. Oh, yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. Um, to your point, Ahmed, that left-hand thing is a serious thing. Mm-hmm. Because if I can shrink the court to a half of it, as a player, you're much more of a detriment to your team. Um, and so I do question their depth, the Celtics, because they gave up a lot to have to pay Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown is worth $300 million right now. The most expensive NBA player right most now. Most expensive. So what that means is he has to legit rise his production. Because if you were, I always say, if you were to break down that contract, maybe that's two other players who could push you over the hump when it comes mm-hmm. to your, your Milwaukee Bucks situation. The difference between Milwaukee and the Celtics is Milwaukee gave up, I think it was Grayson Allen who had a terrible time. And I think it was, forget who else, but it wasn't It wasn't like they gave up a Chris Middleton or or a Brooke Lopez. They didn't really give up that many types of, types of talent. Um, but to their credit, I do think Porzingis fits their system very well because he can actually shoot the three. And he can be an able rim defender. He's not the can greatest. I, can I can say something Just add to your point, which is the mm-hmm. three point. This is something here yeah, that I kind of think like has been annoying, bugging me about the Celtics here, yeah, which is that you know when we talk about adjustments here, yeah, sometimes when we're like a point down or two points down, we're literally just doing three or die. And some for yeah. me, yeah, when you have got wing players like Tatum, like Brown, bro, you can get an and one if you want to. Yeah, you, you we are we, are, we are defensively the Celtics are competent team to get themselves a stop, get that two, get a stop, and come back to get another two if they yeah. wanted to. Why, what, like, and that's something that really annoys me in it because you've arguably got two of the best wing wing guys in the league mm-hmm. that can do can, that can do that for you. Why are we not doing that in those situations? And like, this was not even like a, when Mazzula was there; it was like the previous guy. Um, his name I won't. His name I forget. And is that the Rockets right now? Like he, Bumping he had the Brian, Mister Bumping Brian. Yeah, Mister. So that's been a, like a constant issue twice. So I, I just want us also like, can we make that adjustment here? Where okay, if it's not coming in, bring the other two. Go, do do the other. Do do the get the two, get the and one. We can do that, bro. Jason yeah. is six foot nine. He's, have you seen how big that guy's arm is? You can, bro. You can do that if you want to, bro. Just yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like. And that's another question mark that's going to be there the whole season, the head coach. Mm-hmm. Because whether we want to admit it or not, there were a bunch of times during the Sixers series where he got he bailed got out because Embiid and Harden choked. 100%, bro. Will- he got bailed out a couple times because Embiid and Harden choked. And then he got outcoached by Eric Spolstra to get them to a 3-0 lead. I think a bit of the Celtics coming back was them finally realizing that if we just go out there and hoop, we're a way talented team than the Heat. Ah, so you reckon that's what it was? They just figured yeah, it out? Yeah, it wasn't. I don't think it was anything schematically. I think they they finally were playing without the pressure and their hair was down and they were just going out there to hoop. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we talk about it all the time. Um, 
what is it? Um, interim Ollie, right? We didn't have a yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, were yeah. just out there Vibes showing in. off, just yeah. just vibes, and and that's how they got back into the series. But when it comes to that crunch time, you got to have a coach who can legit organize you. Like coaches don't make their contracts worth it during the regular season. They make it during the last five minutes of a ball game in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Who you sub in? Who you decide to leave out? What plays you run? What schemes do you implement to shut down their star player? And that, those are going to be the question marks over the Celtics, and I think, until the resolution of this season. And I could honestly think and see that he might be out of here if they don't win the championship because that's the type Ooh. of – yeah, because that's the type of standard they're setting. When you trade for a Drew Holiday – and you mm. trade for Christophe Porzingis, you're not doing that to go back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. You already went to the Finals. You already went to the Finals with Ime, and you said, okay, Ime, you know, although you didn't do anything illegal, it looks bad on the club. Yeah, that didn't make that statement. Now that he has another job, like, think about it, he has another job. Yeah, that's true. He got another job. Mm. So whatever he did, it wasn't bad enough for another team to say we're not going to hire him. You know, so they got a lot of question marks. I think they got, I think it's crazy to say, I think they got more question marks than the Bucks do. Now, yeah, that's what I believe with, when it comes to the Eastern Conference. I still think, okay. honestly, I think they can finish with the best record. I think I have them finishing with the best record. But as we know, having the best record doesn't really amount to much anymore. Yeah, but sort of the Bucks literally last season, bro. Yeah. Yeah, true that. And then they obviously lost to the Heat, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. I hear that. Before we go to the West, anyone want to say anything else in regards to teams in the East, players? Yeah. Anything? Quickly, let's uh, finish off. Go on. Philadelphia. I want to talk about them. That, about that, the that, you well. know, for me, yeah, they are a failed organization. You know what I'm saying? You know, we talk about team. They, that's a failed organization, bro. There's, they did. They These guys were tanking for so long uh, to go and get these. Uh, no, I'll talk about them. I'm just saying they can, can You said what, Timo? Clippers. He's talking to the Clippers. Cavs. No, I said Cavs. You think the Cavs are? I don't know, Cavs. man. I feel like they're... Feel... Cavs probably the third best team in the East. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh I'm, I'm talking about field, um, Philadelphia as a field, is a failed organization because... For me, they they did they tanked for everything. Remember, they had that tank for Fingy, tank for this. They obviously got Embiid. They got Simmons. They got a bunch of other guys. They did a bunch of trades to get all these first-round picks. They've not panned out at all. Embiid himself has essentially become a flop. There's been a lot of in-house decisions they, they've got wrong. And, you know, now they're back to a place where they may possibly have to do the same thing they did almost now. I think it's just over a decade ago. Yeah. Like, and literally the best they've ever gone was one shot away from a Sakura from, from the conference finals. Shout out to King K. He says it all the time when that when, when he talks about the seven sixes. He's like, yo, sex smooth second round exit. That's <laughs> what so he always says. Yeah, because you, you he's a Philly fan. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah, because you uh, those are always the one the ones who know their teams the best. You have to watch them intently. Um mm. because we should have known they weren't serious when they let a guy like Jimmy Butler leave. Yeah. Um, because Jimmy was that guy, 
And then you look at who they chose him for. They chose him for the wish.com J. Cole. You can't you can't make it up. That's who they decided. They're like, yeah, you know what? We need to win now. And to win now, we need Tobias Harris. But then what you understand was because he made everybody's life a living hell in the pursuit of winning, they had to get him out of there. And he ends up in Miami. And with a team, I'm saying this all the time because it's just what it is. Miami probably has, if you were to like go through the roster, the weakest team talent-wise in the Eastern Conference. Jeez. One of them at least. Jeez. Because honestly, you think about like you think about who even a Charlotte has on their team, right? Charlotte just doesn't know how to play basketball. But you telling me LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier. Um, Miles Bridge when he isn't doing that foolishness, like those three players, right? Yeah. You can you compare that to a Kyle Lowry, um, Duncan Robinson. Um, I don't even know who's on their roster anymore because so many have got so many guys paid off of off of that last little finals run. But they play the game the right way; and they don't make mistakes, and they play hard. And in an NBA where every team is like 25 and under, if you have people who just know how to play basketball, nine times out of ten, they're going to give themselves a chance to win the game. They might lose a game, of course, because anybody can lose. Mm -hmm. But more than likely, you're going to win because you don't make the mistakes and you play harder than than the team you're playing against. So it's a tough thing to – it's not tough because, again, another team that I don't have to worry about in Philly – Tom, it's point. They've always kind of been this joke. They've always been this joke. Even when AI was carrying them by by himself. And when you think about why we even think about Philly, it started out with segregation ball because they had the one black guy they allowed in the league. Mm -hmm. And then it came to Allen Iverson. And then the they they had to trust the process where they were losing on purpose to get top five picks. And honestly, the only one that they hit on was Joel Embiid. Now the rest of them they wasted. The rest of them, well, you can't say that you can't say they hit on Ben Simmons because they didn't keep him. Hmm. Uh, and they picked Markel Fultz mm-hmm. over Jason Tatum. So you had a chance to have Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid on the same team. They could even have Jalen Brown, bro. They took Ben Simmons over him, guys, by the way. Give me one second. You guys pick Lonzo Ball, bro. You, you said what? You're in the same ballpark, man. You pick Lonzo Ball. <laughs> you know what's crazy, bro? They In yeah, the bro. Ben Simmons era, they could have also had um, Jalen Brown. He was picked third in that one. Oh, so they lost so many. <laughs> they just basically get the Celtics, like, oh, the top two stars, essentially. Whoa, it's crazy, yeah, man. man. Anything else you might want to talk about in the East team? I know you wanted to get to something. Is there something else? I watched Counter Bet, though, some of the games that they had. Um, front court, they were fantastic, but I feel like into this season, I feel like they're still lacking of that, that punch of on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider Man and Garland are, are a great back, back court um, partnership. It's the Cavs you're talking about, right? 
there's the caps here. Yeah, 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 just making sure. All right, go, but go. once then when the game slows down, kind of like Mobley and Allen, kind of they don't offer enough. Mm-hmm. Next, on the other hand, lack of depth in the front court. I just don't see going deep in the postseason with kind of like Isaiah Robbie and the Lonzo trade got us AD. It was a hit. So, yeah, Godzilla. Another championship you don't have to. So go ahead. We're going to get to Cubs. We go get. We go. We He's a champion. Don't worry about that, though. He's a champion that sucks. We go. We go. Go from the East. Let's go over to the West. I'm saying Cubs will go to you. LA Clippers, of course, headed up by Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook over there. What are you looking for this season? Surely, I'm guessing, this is me guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, you're looking at the chip. I'm guessing. What are you saying? What are you saying, Without a shadow of a doubt, brother. Okay. Without a shadow of a doubt. We're coming in this year. You might think hard, this guy, every year. I'm being dead serious. Let him go. Let him go, Timo. Let him go. When I say this is the best squad we've assembled, this team has youth. Playmaking, leadership, and the boys are healthy. So listen, you saw last year what happened. We we got we got we got destroyed by injuries. Tyron Lue in the postseason, we, we we saw exactly what happened. It was disgusting. He played five he played five guards, or sorry, four guards and Kawhi at the five. This is what you call basketball abomination. This is what you call basketball abomination. So at the end of the day, he he had he had a he had a little infatuation with Marcus Morris as well. It, like literally, it took him two thirds of the season, and not even that. I think it was like fourteen days before the season was over for him to get benched. And we were this guy's not going to be playing for us now. T man's in the starting lineup. We got KJ Martin, average thirteen points in the Houston Rockets. This guy's a good player. He's he's useful. He can go. He's got energy. Had size. Um, bones Island. Come on, man. Look at Bones Island. You saw you saw what he done yesterday night. That's twenty points against the best player on the planet. He got injured, but he's he's another player that can that can go do on something. The so I think good, from so 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 I think I think now, like we've got every every type of situation that we had that was a problem has been solved. You saw where it was with our point guard situation. We had Reggie Jackson, John Wall. Now we've got Brody. Russell Westbrook. You guys can say whatever you want about Russell Westbrook. It does not faze me. He's a great player that was in a bad situation at the Lakers. That's that's literally it. And even when he was at the Lakers, he was contending for the sixth man of the year. You guys are very, very, very have short memories. So that's what they don't want to tell you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Flawless. Flawless. Just for the record, for the record, did I not call him our best player during multiple parts of that season? You did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gave him his, you gave him his credit. You didn't give him his flowers. You weren't as critical of him as others because he seemed to get blamed for just the Lakers being bad. Right. It was on him. So, yeah, because you say, yeah, go on, because carry on, carry on. Yeah, with, with uh, John Wall, Reggie Jackson, now the picture, We've got now we've got Russell Westbrook and, and, and Bones Highland on our bench, which is a very good point guard core, in my opinion. We've got Terrence Mann coming into the starting lineup who adds youth. He's a very, very good um, role player, in my opinion. He can play defense. He's, he's got a decent mid-range. Very, very good player, in my opinion. Paul George is back, looking healthy. Kawhi, same thing. And you've got Zubak, who... Yeah, PG is, said he's on... What did he say? He's on, he's, he's on bully time. Is that what he said? He said something along them lines, right? He needs to show it. 
Yeah, yeah that's he, what he, he said. He did say sure. that. You know, yeah, yeah, so sure. it was saying along those like he did. I'm just saying that's what he said. That's all. Oh, I'm oh, just saying that. Well, how am I sensational? Did he not say hey, Ahmed? Yeah, yeah, bear, bear in mind, Ahmed. Bear in mind, I like. I've said this before. I say this again. I like the Clippers squad. I do. I'm saying. I actually think that's good. I'm not saying they're gonna win it, but I can't pick because my knowledge ain't like that to be like I'm delving into who's better. But I think they have a good team. I do. I think they have a good team. And even, um, even, 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 even last season, our, our center for most of the season was a geezer called Moses Brown. You've never heard of him. We've already we've already solved that problem with Plumley. We got Rocco off the bench. We got good, good players. I'm very excited for this season because the boys are looking healthy and they're looking strong to start off with. And if you're looking, as I said before, if you're talking about the deepest squad in the league, we're definitely in there. So I'm confident against most teams. I think Denver's the only one that really scares me in the conference, but even then, I feel like we can give them a good shot. So I'm prepared. I'm ready. Okay, we'll go to you, Timo, before, before, before we go to Eddie on that. Timo. Thoughts on, on the Clippers? Do you see them as a legitimate threat? Do you not? Where are you at with that? Thoughts? Brown Hop Day, season in season. Same old I just, you know what? If they're healthy enough to be competing in, in, the, in, the, in the postseason, fair enough. But can you keep them healthy for the regular season 82, 82 games? Big question for him. It is a big question mark. The injuries is the big question mark with the, with the Clippers, that's, in particular that, that is, Ka- Kawhi and PG. Like, can you can you keep your guys healthy? That's the issue. That's the issue. Okay, first, first, Eddie, what are you telling me? Thoughts on the <laughs> thoughts on the... <laughs> You're on mute because you had some background noise. I'll unmute one second. I got you. There you go. There you go. Oh my bad, I just yeah, unmute yourself. Um, you should be able to do it. Unmuted, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Eddie, unmute yourself, you'll be good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I muted you back by accident. Let, so let Ahmed, Ahmed can go. Oh, you're gonna go Ahmed first. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Go on, Ahmed. Thoughts on thoughts on the clippers, because you're kind of like the only like neutral here out, out of the four. So yeah. Honestly, man, I don't really I, I feel like they have players, but like I don't know what happens, bro. <laughs> we say this all the time, but then like Kawhi's got another ACL test. Something's happened with him. Paul George, you know, sometimes he sh- like the last I think what season or so he decided to show up in the playoffs. But like I don't know, man. These got the two stars are not playing regularly enough in the playoffs for me to even make a comment on them. Because every time it goes playoff time, either PG just there by himself. Or is Kawhi's out and then PG's out? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like problematic. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what Bro, to make you know, of them. It's, 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 it's not my fault that uh, Lou Dort is a very, very flipping mischievous player. He's a, he's he's a he's an idiot if you think about it. The guy he literally fouled PG, and now they've got the they've got the the amount of games that you can play to be eligible for certain awards. These guys they're ready to go, man. They're ready to go. I honestly I don't really know what to say. You know what I'm saying at the end of the day. I just want to see some hoops. That's all I want to see. Want to see and like the Clippers, we'll see if they can do it. But like every time we say this about the Clippers, you got the best depth in the league. You got best everything in the league, right? But the problem is the two star men are not playing. Until the two star men start playing, I I I really can't make a judgment on this. Okay. Yeah, injuries. I hear I hear you on that. Eddie Eddie, my brother, floor is yours. You know what's crazy? If we wanted to, the last two seasons, we could replay everything Coach Zilla just said in his little speech, and it would apply then too. 
Mm. It's honestly it's hilarious for me because, you know, he still believes. And I got to give him credit. I think, you know, there's a bit of this brother that loves to uh, to indulge in, you know, that, that kind of crazy stuff where you beating yourself up. But, you know, some people, you know, they, they, they rise above. But others, you know, they get caught in the cycle. We pray for him, though. We pray for him. Um, I will say this, though. Basketball side. Them getting Russell Westbrook is the best thing they've done in like the past five years. It's unfortunate it didn't work with us. Um, I would rather he, you know, find find the suitor somewhere else because what he does is he offers a level of accountability that you cannot get from Kawhi or PG. I said it once. I think PG is weird, um, but he can hoop. So it erases everything. Once you can hoop, it erases everything. He calls my guy street clothes, and he got a guy that needs a walker to get up and down the court. You can't make this stuff up, people. You really can't make this stuff up. So again, we'll hey, be here. Team's nothing, man. Okay, he's he. We're a champion. Just remember, even Ahmed's club made it to the to the champion to the final. At least they lost. But again, you you've never been there, so I don't expect you to understand the, the heartbreak and. I understand you understand how to be, you know, mediocre because that's all you've been since you've come into this league. But it is what it is. I think. Again, their banner. No, no, Timo. Let them let them fly their banner loud and proud. You know, you gotta you gotta give them something. You gotta give them something. Um, but when I look at the makeup of their team. I think the worst thing they could do is trade for James Harden because it'll be the same issue they've been having. They have all that talent, but there's one basketball. You need players who are comfortable in their roles. A part of the reason Marcus Morris couldn't work is because he couldn't buy into what the Clippers were trying to sell, shoehorning in Kawhi, shoehorning in all these new players, giving them minutes, giving a guy like Nicholas Batum minutes in 2023 is hilarious to me. Zubak, I have no problem with. No, he doesn't. Again, no, he doesn't. 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 He makes your team. He makes – okay, you know what? You're right. He makes the 15, and then he makes sure that LeBron has his seat cushion there when he comes out the game. He doesn't touch the court. Like, he plays meaningful minutes for y'all. But I'm, I'm trying to give you guys some praise from this respect. Between K.J. Martin, Bones Highland, Royco, and Plumlee, you're not going to go to the playoffs and play nine and four guys off the bench. So throughout this season – we're going to see which one can rise up. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be Bones because Bones is not built to guard anybody. If his shot isn't falling, he thinks he's Lou Will. Hey, you're not that guy, pal. We go down the list of your team. Russell works because he's an actual true point guard at this stage in his career. He pretty much does the Draymond Greenwall for the Warriors, right? When you look at how 
PG is an ultra ultra green light score, meaning he can get you 30 a game. Kawhi the same way. You need a guy who doesn't care about taking shots. Now, the problem, though, is when they make him have to score, how efficiently can he do it? Or will he turn into a guy like Draymond who uses that against that defense and gets other be- even better looks for his teammates? Mm-hmm. Having Ty Lue as his coach also helps because Ty Lue is a pro, and I've said this all the time with players like Westbrook. You need guys who have been in the league so he has that level of respect for him. That's why he came off the bench for Darvin Ham. The problem in L.A. was not Darvin Ham. The problem in L.A. was the people upstairs did not believe in Russell Westbrook, and he did not get along with them. That's Palenka, and that's the ownership group. They didn't want to look bad, and so what they said was LeBron told us to trade for him. So he was to an extent sabotaged because when you look at it, the problem we had last year was LeBron couldn't really shoot like that. Hmm. Now he's going to be surrounded. I know Tyloo will do this. He'll surround him with enough shooters to give him the space to go downhill with, with the paint not being so clogged, be able to look at Zubak down low for an easy pass for a dunk or to, to some other corner to get them an open shot. Um, but again, I say all that to say they're still the dippers and their function in this universe is to lose. It's not to win. Kozilla gets his mind made up like there's some type of perennial winning team like they'll ever be that. They're never going to be that. Never. It's not in your DNA. Just give it up already, Kozilla. It's real cute. You know, you put the two one three together. But again, you don't even have your own stadium yet. Okay, you got one and you're bragging about the toilets and you can't brag about moving your banners over. It's 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 the, it's a, it's like Disneyland, you know, and look, I, I can't. Yeah, I got him out the paint, people. I got him out the paint. You know, I you know, I get down. You know, I get down. So, again, it's a cute story. It's always a cute story. It's always the you know, well, we look dangerous. The, the, the we look dangerous champions. The um. We beat the Lakers every time we play them champions. The, you know, we have the best squad on paper champions. They, if those were banners, brother, they might be like us. They might have a whole bunch in the in the roof, but they're not. And they're the Dippers, and the Dippers will dip. We will rise, and you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens at the end of the year. But it's just funny to me that. We were a seven seed, and somehow, some way, we made it to the the conference finals. And you don't see me bringing that up. They make the conference finals. <laughs> That's all the, the the confidence in the world that yeah, we can actually do something. So First. levels, people, levels. Remember that. First and staying with LA. Hopefully, cause will jump back on people. Stay in LA. Go to the Lakers. Jose, mm. Eddie, we'll stay with you on that. Lakers, how are you looking at this season? Obviously, LeBron's still there. AD's still there. Talk to us. We actually look like an NBA team. For the longest time, I can say that, honestly, we did not look like an NBA team. We'd had, I look at our team last year when we started out with, you had, I think it was Kendrick Nunn, um, 
God bless him, Pat Bev, because I like having him on my team. I saw what he can provide to a team, and I learned to respect it. I'll say that much. I've nice. turned 180 on Pat Bev. Um, we had Thomas Bryant. We had a couple. We had just like the a couple centers and a couple point guards. We had nothing in between. Now we have what I've been looking for all this time, which is athletic wings. Yeah, because the NBA is made up of guys who are six six to six nine, who are athletically gifted, and some would have a skill set. And when I look at who we picked up, I like it. And I look at who we picked up to play guard, I like it as well. Um, Gabe Vincent as a backup. You have who else? Um, Torian Prince, Christian Torian Prince as a wing defender. Jared Vanderbilt. You have um, Rui coming back. You got a couple of guys you can believe in to give you steady minutes. And we're going to need it because the thing with LeBron is we have to be managing his minutes. That way, when we get to the playoff time, he's not too spent. He's Again, I talk about it all the time. He spent all of his energy just making sure that we were able to compete for a playoff spot. Then you're asking him to expend all of his energy to get us into the to the finals, and he his he used to be able to do that. But again, people, he's 38, and to see how he's moving in the preseason as a 38 year old is crazy. But I can't be you know demanding that he he puts that type of performance in every night. This is why you get a guy like Anthony Davis to buy into the idea of being a defensive player of the year. You instill confidence in a guy like um, D'Lo and Austin Reeves to carry some of the scoring or Rui to carry some of the scoring. Um, You know, you you kind of build the team out to be able to stay afloat when he's not playing. So when I look at us, I think we're a very much more competitive team. The thing that I like about our team the most is how tall we are. We have a lot of guys who were – who are very tall and athletic from your ADs. Um, Jackson Hayes is a center we picked up who's very tall and athletic. Um, Vanderbilt, I, I love Vanderbilt's game because he's another one of those guys where I don't have to drop a play for him to be effective. I don't have to make sure he gets the ball in every play for him to be effective. Um, uh, Torian Prince is a knockdown shooter. Uh, Rui is a bucket. And we've been hitting the three ball a lot this preseason, which gives me confidence in our team because if you look at the most successful teams in the league, their back line defensively is what allows them to be aggressive offensively. And Ahmed talked about it, especially when we talk about a guy like Robert Williams. Robert Williams – is one of the scariest athletes in the league because he's 6'11", runs like a guard, and at the same time, he's a pogo stick. Hey, Black Air Force energy, as you said. Black Air Force energy. (laughs) He's that type of guy where, like, a lob threat, right? When I can throw the ball to the ceiling, he can catch it and throw it down. That just gives you a different dynamic. And then think about Giannis – heading to the rim, and in front of him is Robert Williams with his verticality. Giannis may score here and there, but it's going to be a battle every time, and that wears on you. 
And so I like the fact that we have athletes. I like the fact that we have guard play. Um, personally, I would like if we could flip D'Lo into like a bigger two guard and put Austin Reeves at one because I just don't like the idea of Austin Reeves and D'Lo backcourt defensively. Offensively, I think we can score with the best of them. It reminds me a lot of a watered-down um, Dame and and CJ where they just got two guys who can just go score, just go get buckets. So mm-hmm. I like our team. Um, I don't think – I think we'll be out of the playing, and then from there, you know, it's all about the hoop from there. We you saying, Timo? Because you always confident. You know what I'm saying? You're as confident in the Lakers as Cousins and the Clippers. But yeah, how are you looking at the team? I know you already said 18, uh, championship 18 on its way. Um, For me, like I can be shameless as I want that, but let's, I'll be realistic here. I think mm-hmm. at the moment, probably Douglas is like, right in front of us. Uh, mm-hmm. So far, I've seen Vanderbilt and Torian Prince um, on one of the games. Um, for me, I like, I like Vanderbilt. I'm a big fan of him because he brought that defensive balance. While on the on the other hand, um, Torian Prince is, is the type of player that that, that helps the bench offense, uh, especially the games against Suns like last night. Um, I saw some sort of a good in-game management by by Darvinham, adjusting to the the way against the Phoenix. Um, my only concern for me is the defense because Eddie Eddie touched upon it earlier about LeBron's being old, and as a result, because at at, at the moment we only have um, AD and Vanderbilt, the only consistent defenders that we have. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a huge ask for for anyone that can that can back up AD and Vanderbilt, but at the same time. I'm also looking at the floor spacing issue with the Lakers, and that is the thing that we're still a bit missing from last season going to this season. Um, is it still alarming that L- even the last night game, LA could not pull away from Phoenix despite all the AD blocks, um, and also because they don't have Bradley Bill and, and Devin Booker? I feel like, oh no, even last night's game, like, uh, fair enough for KD. Shooting insane shot, but I do, I do, I don't know if I have that confidence enough that then our defense can turn them over and whether our bench unit will be better. But so far, it's, it's a positive sign from last season. Um, I haven't seen Gibbs Vincent that much a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Christian Wood seems to be that, um, of a dark horse for me. I think it's a wild card and. Even look at the rotation when, when let's say, Savitsky, Gabe, Gabe, and Vando were out, and let's say if we were kind of healthy, so like, who would you fill them in, filling in, and where would you fill them in? Because at the moment it's kind of like rotation-wise, uh, you could have starting five kind of like the AD, LeBron, uh, Gabe, or Austin Reeves, or maybe D'Angelo Russell, and you can have Tyler Prince in there. Uh, it's it's a tough ask, but at the moment, like I'm glad I'm glad that we've got the off season signing sort out, and okay. 
we'll just have to see by the time we get into the the, the first big test, I would say, against the Nuggets. Uh, we'll see how we can cope with the because I feel the Nuggets are, are, are currently contenders, but I think their bench step will be put to the test after that having a short rotation and also their off season kind of like they're losing something in the bench as well. Okay. They, we, I think yes. uh, the go on, just lost. Go uh, for it. Yeah, yeah go. Uh, guy, talk about the Lakers. They lost my man. Um, what's it called? Um, what's it? Go on. It's, it's the um, the, I forgot his name. Um, to um, because he went to Utah to get paid, which is uh, which is fair, isn't it? Uh, Bruce Brown. There we are. So I remember his name quickly. Indiana. To Indiana, my bad. To Indiana mm-hmm. to get paid. I think that's fair enough. But I actually don't think that. I think yes, it may affect them, but I actually don't think will affect them as much as I think people um, believe. But I think for me, when it comes to the Lakers, I agree with what a lot of like Eddie and, and Pato are saying. I feel like the team now, your team is kind of like complete now um, in, in the sense that you've got, you know, pieces that were where you, where you need to get them, etc., etc. But the thing I always come back to is... Crazy. Huh? Uh, your voice kind of left. Your voice kind of left. How is it now? How is it now? You're good now. Yeah, but I, I was saying, yeah, I feel like, you know, last season, obviously, the way you guys are moving, particularly some, some players where they had this crazy explosion, even towards like that second half, towards the end of the season, whether it be um, Austin Reeves, uh, Rui Hachimura, particularly a post-trade uh, line, um, LeBron, AD. I think for me, the question you've got to ask yourself is that, do you truly believe that AD, a guy that you know is like, you know, they, you know, like, you know, Dubal is going to be out, you know, what I'm saying, like, sometime in the next se- in the season, he's basically like that, essentially. Like, you know, he's going to be out, but the worry is, here, do you, if he goes out in the playoffs, do you, are you truly secure enough having someone like a Christian Wood than a Jackson Hayes as his backup, for example, in that position? Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you because then the gap, because the gap, you know what I'm saying? That's the huge gap. That's what I'm saying to you. That is the big problem there. And then obviously, we saw the problem. That's why I said cross facing is yeah, the, the other issue that you've got as well is LeBron. Um, and, and again, look, when I mean LeBron, I mean yeah, like LeBron is the player, right? I'm saying LeBron, the injury guy, in the sense that you saw last time, you know, he got he, he slightly twisted his knee. And the effect that kind of had on him in the playoffs, uh, in terms of him not being able to elevate as much, the amount of frees he missed in a row against the Nuggets, for example, like we f- we seem to forget that. But like he also now has the ability to get injured now. You know, I know he's human. He's starting to show that he's human, but he could get injured too. If that happens, also in the playoffs, you lose. Let's say LeBron, you lose an AD. Of course, that's very unlucky, right? But if you lose mm-hmm. one of those two, how much is that going to affect your team? You know what I'm saying sometimes you know losing like a LeBron, I feel like you know you could probably maybe mask that with like productivity from AD and stuff like that. But mm. even AD himself, when he's being very defensive, the attacking stuff doesn't sometimes come. We saw that again in the playoffs. But one game he'll be mm. attacking and defending, the next game just defending, not attacking. Mm. You know what I'm saying to you, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then obviously you've got a second season now, Austin Reeves. Is he going to be able to produce that same productivity as he did last season? Sometimes, you know, we have one season wonders, you know, we, we know that in football. Is he going to be one of those, for example? I, I so, think he'll be all right. Like, look, on the back, say, of, on the back say, of World Cup disappointment, yeah, I think he'll be all right, man. 
No, no, I understand. I'm just saying, though, obviously, there's obviously that second season thing. Same with Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura had a really great end second, end second half to that season. Is he going to be able to continue that level of productivity going into the season two? You know, you know what I'm saying to you? Dealer, we know what Dealer is looking at, so I don't think we need to <laughs> talk about Dealer. But, like, these are, I think, actual questions you have to ask of the Lakers, isn't it? If you lose LeBron, how much is that going to affect you? If you lose AD, how big of an effect is that going to be for you? You know what I'm saying to you? And like the thing of AD, mm-hmm. we know he's going to get injured, innit? LeBron, he's been injured twice in, in, in previous seasons as well. So that, that's all I have to say on on, 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 on what's it called, the Lakers, in my opinion. I and do I, think they have, just to end off, they have a complete yeah. team, but those are like the really underlying major questions for me personally. They're not complete in any way, man. You're not complete. Go on, cuz. Go on, cuz. Go on, cuz. When are okay. you watching the Lakers? Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. With, with... With the Lakers, I would say you guys done well for what you did last season, right? But I genuinely think that's clouding a lot of people's like actual memory on the team. Like, if you want to analyze it critically, yeah. AD, if AD's injured, the Lakers completely go down. I'm supposed to believe Jackson Hayes, who's your backup center, who averages literally three rebounds per game, is going to be the all-coming second. Uh, second coming of AD. It's not going to work like that. I feel like there's very big gaps inside this team that people don't pick up on. And I've always said, when it comes to American sports, the fans are very, very, very reactionary. Like it's it's the new it's the new flavor of the month. Mm, you hear that? Like, but but they don't they don't they don't really look at they don't really look at runs quite critically. You know what I'm saying? If you look at who the Lakers played last season, they played a very smooth. I wouldn't I wouldn't say washed, but getting up there, warrior side. Like if you look at if you look at if you compare the brackets that uh, the Nuggets came through compared to what the Lakers did, it's it's night and day. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying it was I'm not trying to shit on the Lakers in any way, but you gotta play, you gotta play. But what I'm saying is you just have to look at the parity between the two sides of the bracket. Like you played Memphis, no Stephen Adams. Um, I think Jar was gone for a bit of the season, uh, the bit of the series. Like it, and then you play the Warriors team, who sure they have Curry, they have a couple guys, but they're getting up there. You're not playing the cream of the crop in the West. And I'm and I'm hearing these basketball pundits and these guys on YouTube telling me the Lakers are going to be the second seed in the West. From where? I saw my team beat up on this team four times this season, and eleven times in a row for the past three years. And you expect me to believe this team's the second seed team? Hell no! It doesn't work like that. You know wait, wait, wait! Is that actually true? Like, like, is that the prediction for the Lakers? Yeah. Hey. I feel. I feel, Rod, I feel like, that's not I I honestly I honestly believe right. If you, if you look at this team critically and. Cool, they're a decent team. They, they. I would say you guys have gone better from, let's say, when you had Russ and whatever. But um, if you just look at some of the names, like it's very overrated. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is a very good defender. Don't get me wrong, but the guy has no offensive back. He's a literal cone out there on offense. Let's let's be completely hundred here. If you look at guys like Torian Prince, like he's he's a good role player, three and D guy. It's not it's not much. Like, but if you're comparing this to to, to teams like uh, what do you call it, Phoenix. Denver and even my team, the Clippers. We've got guys that can hit you from everywhere. You know what I'm saying? We've got we've got literal free guys out there that can give you 20 points a night. And I'm including Russell Westbrook, believe it or not. So I just feel like when, when we talk about the Lakers, obviously you guys are Lakers fans. I'm not gonna tell you to take your Lakers hat off because it's your team, but people that aren't Lakers fans just think about this team a bit more critically. Like Austin Reeves, let's 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 assess Austin Reeves. He's a he's, he's a guy that's a good scorer, but they changed the foul baiting rules, so your guys in trouble. Let's keep it a step. They got, they, they got, they got D'Lo. Come on, man. You guys want to get rid of D'Lo? The Lakers fans want to get rid of D'Lo. The guy, you saw what he done against uh, Memphis. That's for non basketball reasons. He's not a good player. 
So uh, if you look That's at this team, basketball team, reason. if you if you look at this team, if, if you look at this team, right, from the first player to the last player on the bench, it's completely overrated. We're supposed to be scared of Christian Wood and Caleb Martin. It's not how it works. I feel like you're a good team, but I think you're going to be mingling around that five to six seed, in my opinion. Okay. Um, yeah, go on, go on, Eddie. I'll let you respond before we move on. Go on, go on. I think to say, you know, what Jackson Hayes is about to do when you talk about AD's help, meanwhile, we understand the makeup of your team is very rich, right? Again, you're going from Paul George to, to Nicholas Batum. I'll leave that there. What I will say is um, it's not so much – it's funny. I'm not really worried about AD's health this season in this respect. Um, he'll have help to do all the dirty work. A lot of the times when AD got himself into trouble is when he was trying to do the dirty work and be a 25-point-per-game score. You need guys who can keep the ball in front of them. And I think when you pair AD with the groups of players that we have, it'll not only make AD better, it'll make those other players better as well. So Vanderbilt can extend himself on defense because he understands AD is protecting the room. Same thing with Torian Prince. Now, the only question marks I have that I think are valid from you is the whole D'Lo, Austin Reeves backcourt, because Austin Reeves has played point guard his entire life until he got to the Lakers. And so I'm interested to see how people are going to attack him Um, because in the FIBA World Cup, it was put him in the post and let's see how well he can guard. But again, in this NBA, you're not really seeing a whole bunch of post-up action for your one and two guard. And the fact that we have AD and you can play AD with the Christian Wood or a um, Rui or Vanderbilt, or LeBron, or I guess the list goes on and on, we have we have a certain level of athleticism and, and, um, and height that really will make it hard for you to score on us. So I get the question marks because of the competition last year, but even with Steven Adams during the regular season, we had a good record against Memphis. Um, and Memphis just isn't a good decision-making ball club. Mm-hmm. I think the same with the Warriors of last season. Now, the Warriors of this season are a bit different because when you add in, they're going to be playing at a much faster pace because of who they've added to their roster. Um, and honestly, I think they can make a trade with that Chris Paul contract and really improve on themselves depending on what happens this year. Um, I get the question marks, though. I, I can't because, again, health is a big one. When you're relying upon a 38-year-old in a, in a 25-year-old's game and, the, and how fast we play. 39, excuse me. Thank you. Um, you're asking for a whole lot. 
And that's why I said it'll be very important for us to manage his minutes. That way we get a fresh LeBron. People don't remember this, but there was a time period for the Nuggets before they went on their championship run that Jokic sat for like two weeks. Yep. He I mean, didn't play for like a week and a half or two weeks. Yeah, it was the Same final thing week before the playoffs, yeah. Before the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Those things matters. Not playing in the playing game matters. Not starting on the road matters. So I think if we make the pathway easy for us, because to Coase's credit, he mentioned the honestly that his the teams that he mentioned ahead of us were the teams that I had in the mix with us. So we can get into it now. Um I had I had Phoenix with the overall number one seed. Mm -hmm. I had Denver second. I had us third. I had the Dippers fourth. I had the Dubs five. I had the Kings six. I had the Wolves seventh, and I had the Grizzlies eighth. And I think. The thing with the top four teams is we have experience playing at the highest level, and we have remarkably high talent level when it comes to our when it comes to the team overall depth. Um, and so I think in that top four, I think those are my actual like four favorites to win the title. Mm -hmm. I think, I and plus the the Bucks. I think those whoever finishes the top four is, has proven themselves to be legit title favorites because the West ain't no joke. Facts. You didn't even mention the Pelicans in your top eight. Yeah, because I just – I think last year was their year. I think us getting – like they lost a little – some pieces that helped them throughout the year. You can't really count on Zion. And, again, they just haven't won at the highest level. Mm -hmm. You know, that really matters to me. Your ability to win at the highest level really matters because when you think about it, like you're the, the level, like we talk about it with City, for example, mm -hmm. the intense level of focus you have to have to, to close down a team that's 93% guaranteed to win the Prem. It's a different level. And to go into a Champions League final the same season is a different level. Yeah. Um, and so that builds something within the team. So when I look at the Western Conference, I just think the more experienced teams will end up understanding how to navigate through the regular season, and they'll be good to go for for the playoffs. So that's my top top eight. Oh, first, first, first. Well, well I did that. And that being said, we've been on as well because we've got more stuff to, to discuss. Obviously, discuss both teams in LA. We'll go to you, Ahmed. Warriors, obviously, they still got the three of Steph, Clay, and Draymond currently. CP3 added to their roster as well. No, no more Jordan Poole, obviously, after what happened um, with him and Draymond. Bob and Draymond. Weave, people. Bob and Weave. Hey, serious. You all, you all know what's happening. But, yeah, thoughts on the Warriors, Ahmed? How do you look at them? Do you see them as a threat? See them as not a threat? Where you at with that? I don't know, man. I just feel like that it's like a playoff team now, bro. I'm not sure. Like, I think for me, the thing with, like... The thing, it's not really, I don't question, like, for example, someone like Steph, right? I don't need to question him. Uh, even, like, Draymond, to an extent, I don't necessarily question what he can do defensively for the team, right? And what he can provide. The issue that I really have is the other guys, really. That's been the thing. Clay Thompson is that one of the ones where this guy is just too erratic. 
Sometimes he's hooping like the old Steph, so the old Clay, I should say. And sometimes he's a, uh, sometimes it's just zero Clay, man. You know what I'm saying? Literally, like I don't know what it is. Like it was heavy here and bricks nonstop. That's the thing of him. Like honestly, like we saw it like uh, like in the Sacramento. Um, you know, obviously Jordan Poole was not doing anything. I mean, I can't blame him after what happened to him last season. Great, it was a great series, though. That series was fantastic. It was fantastic, but like Clay, I don't. He, I I need him to be to come back to some level. I don't need him to come back to his old level because I don't think that's possible after the injuries he's had. But like at least some level where he's providing you some level of consistency that you can at least bank on. Now, again, with CP3, he's not going to give you that much, I think, going forward in terms of points. But like at least assist-wise, he's going to be able to at least, you know, do that sort of thing mm -hmm. from you. Looney is going to do what he does best. Looney and like Draymond, like I, uh, they're always like, you know, good. But like, I just think it's the other guys, you know, Kaminga, is he going to basically be able to step up this year? I don't know about that one still, honestly. But again, I just think the worry is for me, they're just like a playoff team now. I, I, I wouldn't get your hopes up on any championship coming from them. First, were you saying Timo? Thoughts on the Warriors? Um, I just looked at it, um, the Warriors roster right now. Um, they're just simply just, just too small. Um, Draymond is a 6'6". They don't have a regular foot. Regular, regular starter that played over six nine. Mm. The, the tallest. tallest oh, God damn, my fault, people. <laughs> that is cool, man. This is the Formula One <laughs> no, car, just not yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> the tallest stop, the, yeah, the tallest one out there is from Daniel Sarich. That's it. So I'm not. Are you who? Daniel Sarich. Storage, right? What is he playing for? I know, I know, I know. I'm funny. I know you just need to scout. Just gonna make the dad joke. Carry on, man. Proper dad yeah. joke. It's, it's just it's like they, they don't have they don't have anyone like seven feet tall, so it's gonna be an issue for them because so lack small of height. Ball warriors. We've seen this in the past. It's not gonna work. So I can because like if they come up against the big man, he's just gonna bully him. Basically, yeah, is what you're saying. Okay. They're doing the rocket thing, man. They're trying to do the rocket experiment that failed. Like, the rockets tried the small ball thing, and uh, it didn't. It, it didn't end well for them either. So first, first, cause what are you saying about the Warriors? Yeah, man, the Warriors are too small. Pause. I feel like these these guys. Um, they need to. They need to get like um, more size in that position. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I just feel like. Um, if you have a if you have a backcourt of Steph and uh, CP3, or I don't know if CP3 is coming off the bench, and even Clay Thompson is declining, it doesn't look good. I had um, put a prediction out there. I felt like I don't feel, I don't feel like one. Sorry, I feel like one one of the teams between the Warriors and the Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs. That was my that was my hot take for the season. Okay. And looking wow. at it, I kind of think it might be the Warriors. I don't I don't know if Warriors are going to make the playoffs because if you look at every team, every team's kind of getting better. They're getting a bit more younger. They got um more more players that have played with each other for a long time. And adding Chris Paul to that, I don't know how he's gonna work in the motion offense. Um kind of having CP3 and Draymond Green in like the same starting lineup is kind of it's it doesn't really work. It's kind of redundant if you're looking at it from like a basketball perspective, because you've got one facility. There's only one basketball, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um and Draymond Green's not gonna give you what crazy points on offense so I don't know maybe if they play him on the bench but even if you look at the production of their bench you've got GP2 you've got DiVincenzo 
it's, it's kind of, there's, there's not room. There's, there's, there's not a lot of players there that give you kind of like uh, worries if you're opposition. So, um, yeah, it, it's looking a bit bleak for, for the Warriors, in my opinion. It, I mean, they can go as far as Curry can take them, I'd say, because Clay Thompson's declining. So, it really depends on Steph. If Steph's dropping, if he's, if he's putting up MVP numbers every night, then yeah, you guys have a shot. But I don't know how sustainable that's going to be, especially with his age now. So, don't know. Yes. Eddie, obviously you got you got the Warriors fifth, I believe, on your list. So where do so where do you see obviously you haven't making the playoffs, but where do you see them in terms of having having a make making a making um a statement, you know what I'm saying, and actually having a say in where getting to the Western Conference finals or maybe semifinals or maybe finals finals? Um yeah, they're part of that club, uh, that that grouping of t- teams that I think, you know, at the end of the day, you're dealing with Steph Curry. Like, I don't know how we pulled it off, but that brother scared the living hell out of me when we were playing. I remember um, the watch-alongs. I remember. <laughs> he's a different breed. He's a different class. I like, I put I put him, LeBron, Jokic, KD, Giannis. Kawhi. But you have to put the one healthy. But that's the thing with them, like with him. I get you, cause, but when healthy, you have to put that. Like those dudes can lead you to a championship, or at least to compete in the finals. Yeah, um, they're that good, like they're, they they're can, that they're good. And needle movers, they can elevate a team. Exactly. Any team they go to, the standards instantly, the floor goes higher because of them being included. So. I, I do appreciate the level of basketball, but I think, you know, it'll always be a thing for me is their lack of their lack of um of hype. But if they can perfect playing at a at a speedy pace, it might not matter. So you because, reckon a small ball could potentially work if they might Yeah, if anybody, because that's how they won a championship. Right, they won a championship by playing small ball, and I think the one guy who could do that for them really be a difference maker. I think Ahmed spoke on him is Kaminga. Um, and he doesn't have to do much, he has to just do enough, right? Because if you're telling me it's a small ball lineup, but it's dynamic, I put Kavon Looney at the five, I put Draymond. At the four, I put Kaminga at the three. I put uh, the, the the Splash Brothers together. Hmm. I have a an athletic starting five that can switch anything and at the same time play with a level of pace that's going to be hard for anybody to match up with. And that will only open the floor up for Steph. Because Draymond has already lifted his guy up by the amount of screens that he sets for Clay and, and Steph. So mm-hmm. that's how he helps out, right? With not being so much of a score. He sacrifices himself to get better shots for his teammates. And so they're a dangerous team because they shoot the three ball better than anybody ever has. Um and with them, it's all about the turnovers. If they're not turning the ball over, that means you're getting more shots for Steph Curry, means you're getting more shots sure. for Clay. And then you have Chris Paul coming off the bench. 
you got something. And I didn't even mention Wiggins, right? Mm -hmm. They could even put a lineup where, heck, maybe Wiggins is the two. Wiggins goes to the two, Kaminga at the three, Draymond Mm -hmm. at the four, Looney at the five. That's another, Mm -hmm. like, top-flight defensive group that you surround Mm -hmm. Steph Curry with. So they have a lot of options. I personally would trade CP3, see if I can get two more pieces, break his contract in half, get two pieces to come off the bench that can play in the closing lineup. Um, because I'm just gonna keep I'm beyond, I'm just keeping the ball in Steph Curry's hand, even when you know CP3 is there. Just and keep the ball to Steph, basically. Yeah, they need somebody because. But, but Eddie, they, how long huh. can you last? You know, we, we talk about like you know one man teams. We've seen it in football. We've seen it in NBA. But like, there's only so much here a one man team can give to you, though, bro. Like, no, 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 others. no. When I say when I say I'll give him the ball, I'm talking about like in a playoff in a playoff setting. Fair. Like, I don't want the ball leaving Steph Curry's hand all that much in a playoff setting. Now, if you want, you give him a break, you put in CP3, I understand that. But he's just so dangerous with the ball without it that he's going to eat up a lion's share of the minutes because he's shown you he can play 40 minutes in a playoff game and still be effective from minute one to minute 40. (laughs) So at that point in time, because of what I give up defensively, if I put Steph Curry and Chris Paul in the same court, What's the real use of having Chris Paul at that price tag? You see what I'm saying? That's my only thing. First, um, yeah, he can. He, if, if Curry needs a rest, you start Chris Paul. He plays a couple regular season games, but I'm when I think about the matchup in the playoffs, like, I think that that's going to be the real question mark for them because you can't get around it. There's no way in 2023 you can start a backcourt. Of Chris Paul and Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, that's you can't good. do that's it. Good. And yeah. I meant to say this earlier. Shout out to the to the chat because I don't. We can't see the. Uh, the yeah, people. That's why. Yeah, because yeah. it's on kick people. It doesn't link up to Streamyard, but we see the comments. People, we don't see. Worry. I see y'all. I appreciate. We always appreciate the love. But yeah, that's my thing with the Warriors. I'm always gonna be in the camp that they're like the the, the Heat, right? They play hard. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They always give themselves a chance to win. They're going to be dangerous. I just think that the talent level isn't high enough to really challenge a Phoenix. You know what, surprisingly, I think they can get Denver. Really? Yeah, Yeah, I think they can get Denver. I agree Um, on that one, actually. From the simple fact that how they would attack Jokic – because it could, and yeah, and they had familiarity the there. They had a game plan against him when he was like the only the only guy that was there. They he he couldn't. They cooked him for one. They literally were able to file him out with Wiggins only. Literally, so, with Wiggins and Looney. So yeah, I think you know them having them. I think Denver is just going to be on cruise control because they're so set in who they are as a ball club. They don't have to, you know, really do too much. Um, They're playing on second nature. Like, they've been in this system for years now. 
they can just coast and be ready to go to the playoffs. I think Phoenix is the team that's going to be looking to prove a point, and they're going to be actively trying to get – because nobody wants to go play them games in Denver. I'm going to be real with you. Yeah, man. That altitude type running on. Altitude is crazy. Like, it is ridiculous. And to have to play a game seven there is not fun. So I think Phoenix will will because they have so much talent, and they have talent that's like built for this. They'll end up with the number one seed, and I think you know the Dubs are going to be the Dubs, but it won't be good enough this season. Right, first and staying with you, Eddie, and staying with the Suns who you mentioned. Obviously, you got them as the number one number one seed. Mm. KD there, Booker there, got rid of CP3. Bradley Beal is also there now. How dangerous do you think they are in to? winning the Western Conference and getting through to the finals, finals as well. I hate saying it because it's, it's, it's fuck Peter when it comes to the Suns, but they're <laughs> they're the most explosive team in the league. Um, mm. When you have KD, KD wakes up and averages 27 points. <laughs> just out of bed, just 27. That's just 27 right? straight away. Just 27 straight away. Um, Bradley Beal, other than Clay, probably has the prettiest jump shot you're ever gonna see, and is a sort of you could argue, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, and he's a certified bucket. And Devin George showed you last season what he's turning into a problem. Um, you put those three together. And they're going to be able to score with the best of them. The thing with Phoenix is going to come down to defense. Mm. When you have that many guys who have been high-level scorers, defense hasn't even entered their thought process at a lot of part of this game. Like Bradley Beal was out there when scoring ties with the Wizards. Do you think they ever cared if you got stops on defense? Never. You're putting up that many points. Yeah. When you put up that many points, you could care less. Hmm. Booker, you could argue, but still, go get me 30. And KD is KD. And when you add a Jokic, I mean the Jokic, uh, Nurkic into there, you know, and you ask him to guard the paint, you ask him to guard pick and rolls, hmm. that puts stress on the rest of your lineup to be even more engaged defensively. Now they have Frank Vogel as a head coach. And I can tell you from previous experience, that does not work. (laughs) That does not work. Frank Vogel is not a coach where I can give Frank Vogel is a truck driver and you gave him a garage full of Ferraris and asked him to get prime optimal speed out of all of them Ferraris at the same time. He's not built to do that. He's a truck driver. He doesn't know. He doesn't know how to how to hit the clutch on a Ferrari. He doesn't know that. So, so you say like uh, if a team with less with less expectation, he'd do better. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because that's what okay, he's done his whole career. Like he got carried. He had he had Jason Kidd on his staff. Which is who the late when we won the championship? That's who the Lakers actually listened to. Hmm. And listen to Frank Vogel because it's like, who the fuck is Frank Vogel? I got Jason Kidd right here. He's a Hall of Famer. Hmm. And now you gave 
Frank Vogel the uh, the responsibility of coaching Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal to buy in on defense. Now they're competitors, so they'll make it look good. But there will be there will be points in time where that offense does not look like it's anything more than ISO ISO. Inshallah, like that's what it's gonna be because he has no offensive creativity. I'm just, so just being gonna, honest. It's just you. gonna be you lock y'all out there and hoop. And hoop and hoop. And then it's gonna try to be like, yeah, you guys are doing your thing, but go put this defensive scheme in. But it's like, yo, we didn't we're not paying these dudes money to go put in some defensive effort. Like that's not what we're paying them for. But I think because the regular season is such an up and down game. That level of talent they have will let them win games. Mm. It'll make it'll make life easier for all of them to just win games because they might be the first team in a while to have three guys get thirty in a game. Jeez, just off a of hot off of them making shots alone, get thirty. Yeah, they could easily those three. Yeah, could easily put up their thirty a piece. Cause you got some scores there, Booker, KD. You got some scores, man. And I didn't even know that about Beal, about him like being a leading scorer at the Wizards. I'm not familiar. Yeah, he he, like he got a he got a scoring title. That's crazy. Yeah, that so, guy was that guy. All he was doing was just shooting shots yeah, for free. Cause like uh-huh. he's not defending that. Yeah, obviously, oh, I don't, you know what it is. That's just my limited knowledge. I don't be watching the Wizards. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. no, there was nothing. Limited a few places. Yeah, maths. You know what I'm saying. NBA knowledge. Mm. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's why I'm here. Media, you know what I'm saying? Fucking on me, you little slick <laughs> ass. That's crazy. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you you just you coming at the CEO like that, man? You crazy boy? You crazy? Slick <laughs> as hell. That's funny though. I, I called oh. him the slick back Somali for a reason. Yeah, goddamn it! I told you this boy's slick, man. You gotta watch yeah. him. That's why I be paying attention. I hear all the slick shit you be saying. But yo, cuz, what you saying about the Suns? We look at them as a dangerous threat in the West. Yeah, definitely. <coughs> I've got my eye on this team. We've got no, we've got no love for the Suns, man. We went back and forth 2021. Last season, it was a bloody affair for the first two games, and then they won the series. But I think, I genuinely think this team, we're going to see each other again for the part three in the Western Conference Final. LA Clippers okay. versus Phoenix Suns. I, I genuinely think it's going to happen. They've got great players. They got EG. We had EG, Eric Gordon, and now they've got him. He's a decent player for us. Uh, they got uh, Utah Wanabi. Uh, I think that's how you say his name. He was a good player for the for, uh, for the Nets. Good bench player. They um, they got Nurkic now. He's a decent player. Not too shabby. But yeah, the question arises is to do with their defense. Their defense, we don't know who's going to guard. It's just going to be freestyle basketball out there, man. You've got three hoopers out there. Should let them do what they got to do. And the problem, the, the good thing for Phoenix is two of those players, on any given night, you cannot guard both of them. You'll be lucky to guard one of them. Like, and I know how it was in the playoffs against these two players. Devin Booker, this guy, when he plays in the playoffs, it's different. Like, I know guys want to hate on him or say he's not one of the better players. I'm telling you, this guy's legit. We have to play him straight up. So, And then you add KD into the mix as well. As Eddie said, KD wakes up and averages 30 points. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's gonna be a tough matchup. I I genuinely think we can go, we can go toe to toe with them because we got yeah. we got uh the two defenders that can take on their two guys, but I just feel like this team, if you're looking at it from top to bottom, 
they just got guys out there who can play basketball. And yeah, I think they're going to be the first seed this season. Okay, first, first seed as well. Uh, Timo, what are you saying about the Suns? Okay, and uh, there's another team of other than Denver that I'm scared of in the West. Um, mm-hmm. I think defensively, I think there's a bit of question about uh, when they trade uh, Aiton. They got Nurkic. Nurkic is fine, but it's a it's a downgrade. Other than that, offensively, I have no doubts. Like it's just a, all about like can they make sure that KD is going to be healthy or going to be right. Mm-hmm. Style with people that can take them into the top of the, uh, the uh, table in the, in the Western Conference. Okay, first, first, first. What are you saying, Ahmed? You know what, man? You know we are in the NBA, man. You know these are uh, free, the, the, these free, you know, headed dragons that are usually working at. So I'm not really <laughs> sure, you know. <laughs> but bro, like, you know, we've seen them a lot of the times. It's very rare these guys work, you know what I'm saying? It's like the Warriors probably is the only one I've ever seen that, you know, that's pretty much worked at, mm. I would say. But there's been free, the, the free, the free horsemen, you could say. I'm not sure it's going to work here, bro. It's very rare that they work. Listen, they can do some hoops and everything like that, but it's not going to, I think it's not going to work for me, man. They can be first seed, but in the come playoff time, it's not enough do you expect them? To, do you expect them to get to the Western Conference Finals? No, they're probably going to get out second round. I'm going to. Uh, that's my hot take right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's your two teams? Obviously, I'm not asking everyone anyway. But who's your two teams? Make it probably be the, the same as last final. time. Probably. Well, I think Lakers, Denver. Be like Lakers, oh, you gotta be kidding me, mate. Uh, listen, the problem is, bro. I would have said maybe Clippers, but the problem with the Clippers, I said this before. I don't so, know. Is Kawhi going to be fit? Is he? Is he you know what I mean? Is they AD going to be fit? That's the real bro, question. Imagine, well, I have more imagine trust in the nerve. AD, imagine AD, the nerve. AD has been more gays than Kawhi, bro. That's the uh, thing. Uh, you, he didn't even make it out of the... Ahmed, he didn't even make it out of the first round. Bro, Kawhi didn't even make it out of the first game. round. Bro. One game. Listen, listen. Let me let me tell you the difference. We've we've shown time and time again. Oh, my guys, God. We are a very formidable team. Shameless. Because, because, because no one is denying... Because we're not denying that you're a good team. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I want to know. Hit me out first. We haven't seen how good the Lakers are without AD. This is the problem. They've got Jackson Hayes out there who's getting you three boards a night. That's the difference. So, you should be asking yourself that. People, you can't make this shit up. You can't do it. <laughs> so, so, Ahmed, you got, so you got um, Lakers Nuggets, Western Conference Final. Cos has Suns Clippers, Western Conference Finals. Timo, who's your t- pick for the Western Conference Finals? I'll go. I'll go. Suns Lakers. You got Suns and Lakers. Okay, first, first, first. Eddie, what are you saying? Suns Lakers. Lakers. You got Suns Lakers too. All right. First, first, first. All right, and we'll get everyone's pick for East as well. I was gonna say and I was gonna do at the end of the show, but I thought, why not? We might as well ask there and then. But staying in the West and staying with the reigning champions, Ahmed, we'll go to you, the Denver Nuggets. Do you still think they're the best side in the NBA currently, right now? Yes. They're the favorites. Okay, what? Go back to back, I think for me, they, listen, Jokic, man, that guy, man, he's just he's him. You know, we talk a lot about who's not and who isn't, but this guy, man, he's him, bro. I'll be real, man. 
Like, you know, for me, you guys know, I've been the biggest Jokovic fan here. People have been calling me a lot of names. You know, Peter's been calling me a lot of names about that. Deservedly you know what I'm saying? Well, undeserved, undeservedly so. You know well, what I'm yeah. saying? Well, um, been the world's smallest violin, my friend. Go yeah, on. Yeah, well, it is, bro. At the end of the day, man. Yeah, bring the I, streams. Yeah, at the end of the day, man, I think Jokic, man, he's the best player in the league, man, right now. Right okay. now, in my opinion, he's the best player in the league. And uh, Jamal Murray, when he's playing alongside him, that, you know, we, we're talking about, you know, Damien Lillard and was it called, um, and uh, Atatakumbo as like a one two, like duo. Like, that, those two are certified one two duos, bro. We're like, they literally just complement each other so well. And obviously, yes, losing Bruce Brown is going to be a loss, but I think, you know, the, the Christian um, Brown guy, the guy that, the, the, you know, who they have, I think, you know, this could be a year for him maybe to step up and take his place. You know, we saw in the finals, he was doing like little things here and there. I feel like maybe. This season, he can take that next step, you know, in the process of him becoming that reliable guy that they can bring in for an extra few minutes to do that Bruce Brown role a bit more effectively. So, oh, listen, man, I think there's, listen, listen, the, man, man, listen, Jokic, man, that's my brother, you know what I'm saying? Number two in the way, you know what I'm saying? And then oh, these Giannis conversations, you know what I mean? They're going to be ending I'm too, like you know what I'm saying? Have some shame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, they, listen, the, the MV conversation ended this year. The MV conversation ended, you know what I mean, last season. Ahmed, you're a Celtics fan. Have some shit. Hey, hey Timo, Timo to, to you, do you see the Nuggets going back to back? What no, you that's quickly, bro. Oh, so you're more. Go on, sorry. Go on, go on. Yeah, right nah, Timo, Timo, let him land. Timo, Timo, let him land and then we'll go to you. Go I'm on, just saying right now, yeah, I don't want to hear Embiid compared to Jokic ever again. You know what I'm saying? Because Embiid is a fraud. Embiid is a fraud. You know what I'm saying? Jokic, yeah. He 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 should he should have gotten triple. I don't care what anyone says. That should have been triple and a trophy. That would have been the shush moment. Undefeated. What are you moving? I'm saying. Go on, go on, go on Timo. Is Fart there a possibility that Denver Denver Nuggets and the Suns can meet in the second round? Because I'm thinking at the bracket there. Yeah, if let's say one of them finish first or second, well, yeah, they'd have to be like. It'd have to be like one of them finishes two. They, they both finish two, three. One yeah. finishes one, the other finishes four type of situation. Yeah, That's the thing. Cool. It depends on that situation as well. Like, cause I want to see, I, I see the bracket, but top, top, three, three, top three teams so far, like, like yeah. Mm. Suns, Lakers, and Lakers. That's it. First? First? That's Lakers, a whole lot of cat, man. Yeah, go on, cuz. Listen, the things with the Lakers. Ah, you know what? Let's get into the Nuggets. No, no, no. We're talking about the Nuggets. We're talking about the Nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah, man. Let's respect Nuggets Nation, man. Nuggets Nation their respect, man. How about you respect them, Ahmed? Sorry, because you got to give them their respect. Yeah, 100%. The Nuggets Nuggets are going to be there. They're in the bouts. I I feel like um, they've gotten weaker, uh, as as Ahmed said before. Uh, They lost Bruce Brown. So... Bruce Brown was was giving them good production. Like you, you could argue, he was one of the better best bench players in the league. But they still remained with that core of uh, Jamal Murray, KCP. Um, they got uh, what's his name? MPJ. Yeah, MPJ, Aaron Gordon, and Jokic. So I think that's that's the only thing that matters right now. And the thing is, they've got championship DNA right now, so they know how to win it. So I feel like they're going to take this. They might take the regular season a bit lighter because they know that they can get it done at the postseason. Maybe if someone has the Nuggets not as the first seed, then I can understand why because they've got that mentality and they know how to win the championship. So, um, yeah, they'll be there and abouts. But for me personally, in the Western Conference, if you're talking about everyone there, fully healthy, teams that they go, 
it's between my team, the Clippers, and definitely the Phoenix Suns. Okay, right. First, first, first. Eddie, obviously, you don't have the Nuggets getting back to the Western Conference Finals. So why? What is it that they're lacking? Uh, they was talking too much shit. So I'm there on my shit list. Um, yeah, I think Bruce Brown. We can't be understated how much of a loss he was for them because I watched games where he took D'Lo out of the game and Mm -hmm. on the other end gave him like. 15 to 25 points. That was his range. And in the playoff, that that means everything. When you have the ability to shut down a starter as a bench player and then give starter-level production, he was the difference in the Miami Heat series in a couple games. Um, And you just look at what he was able to do. He was so dynamic as a player, so you have to give him the ultimate respect. Um, and when I look at the rest of their team, I think while Christian Braun is a nice player, he's not a, a guy you can say, okay, give me a, give me a bucket. Hmm. He's a guy where, okay, I made a cut. You find me at the rim. I finish, right? Um, you don't box me out. I grab the offensive rebound. I finish over the top. Bruce Brown was actually a bucket. Um, and so I think to lose him, to lose Jeff Green, it'll be a lot of tough, tough minutes for people who haven't necessarily played like that before. Because when you look at their their rotation last year, they played seven players, and none of the other rookies who they were relying upon to taking over the hump this season got that type of play time. So for me, I have the Lakers beating the Nuggets. In because I, in, 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 in the in the semifinals, because I had oh. Denver as the two, us as the three. Got you. And I just believe that we're more prepared to at least throw a body in front of Jokic. Not stop Jokic, but have him expend the amount of energy that he didn't have to when he was going up against a guy like an AD or uh, – and that will give AD the minutes to go ahead and be that help side, take away the passing. And that's when we actually had somewhat success against, against Jokic. We put somebody else on Jokic, and AD played on the help to take away the passes that Jokic makes that make his teammates better. Um, but I do believe that, you know, a lot of it comes down to if if Jamal Murray takes another step, then it's about curtains for a lot of teams because Jamal Murray is that, that like we talk about dynamic duos, Jamal Murray in the playoffs was cooking everybody who was in front of him. Not so much in the, in the, the Minnesota series or the Phoenix series, but when he saw Dennis Schroeder, it was a chair. Um, when he saw a bunch of our players, it was a chair. So he he honestly was making jump shots to close the game. Um, Jokic was just being Jokic, but he was the guy that took them over the hump. So I think, you know, the Nuggets are situated well for not this season, but years to come, I would say, because they have to restock with veterans. I know they want to sell us on the yeah, we're gonna invest in the youth, but nah. 
you needed to get some more veterans in there because that's necessarily what took you over the hump as well. Having those two guys come off the bench, a guy like Bruce Brown, I can't see a rookie giving you Bruce Brown production or, or a second year player like that giving you Bruce Brown level production. So I respect the Nuggets. I just think you got a bunch of teams that are motivated and a bit more dynamic than them and can get the job done. Okay. Well, that's fair. That's very, very fair. Um, big up to everyone that is still tapped in, whether you're watching this live right now or watching this back or listening on one of the audio platforms. Obviously, Sarcasm City TV everywhere. Make sure you follow right here on the Sarcasm City TV kick. Make sure you subscribe to the Sarcasm City TV YouTube as well. Obviously, I did say we were going to bring you the NBA regular season preview. Is there anything we haven't covered that you might want to? Obviously, we mentioned teams in the East, main teams in the West, any individual players. Grizzlies, like the Grizzlies, I, I just want to see... I just, I'll have to wait till Jamrod comes back before I make another prediction about it. Okay. Yeah, I think him being gone for 25 games is going to be the difference that makes them a play-in team rather than a playoff team. Hmm. Um, and honest to God's truth, yo, like, I just hope that they let Jaw hoop. Yeah, I just hope they let Jaw yeah. hoop. I... <laughs> I, I wasn't that big a fan of, like, you know, we have to ban job because people don't monitor what their kids be watching on IG Live and seeing him with a gun, you know, will turn them into the next uh, the next Crip or Blood Gang. I didn't get that, but, you know, it's their money. They can do with it as they please. I just want to see him hoop. Um I do think that it's crazy I'm saying this. Them losing Des, uh, Dylan Brooks yeah. will be felt. You them think? losing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Yeah. Because of his energy and what he brought to the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it. I saw it. He covered up a lot of holes for them, pause defensively. Mm. Um, and so he was. he just couldn't shoot. But defensively, his defense gave them a shot in every game. So they'll miss him. It's crazy to say they will genuinely miss him. Okay, that's fair enough, fair enough. And speaking of that, obviously, Jar Zion's another one. We're looking for him to come back and be productive. And I like that team. I do. I was a fan of that team last year, and obviously they was doing very well until injuries. Like he got hurt. I think Brandon got Brandon Ingram got hurt as well, and they kind of fell off, and then was in the play-ins, and then lost in the first round of the play-ins. What do you think about yeah. the Pelicans, though? If Zion can get back to any form of productivity, because it's him, there's Bi, CJ McCollum, um, who's their big? You got Valanciunas as well. There's a couple other players I'm forgetting, but yeah, thoughts on Zion in particular. They um, one second, one yeah, second. Yeah, no stress. When do your thing, man? I no, think no, no stress. Yeah, go on, cause. Oh, I, I think they can. I'm sorry. <laughs> one second, for No stress, man. Do your thing, man. Go. On. I, th- I, th- I think the West is too deep this year for them to do any type of run, man. I think mm. last year was their year. Uh, kind of lined up. Everything lined up for them to actually do something last year. You got production from Bi. Uh, Zelf- mm. Zion was looking healthy at the start of the season. Like they were a free seed for like a good part of last season. Yeah, they was high up in the yeah, in the table for a long minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They was, they was. 
But I just genuinely think, I think maybe some of the matchups they can get off on, I reckon they can give the Lakers a lot of trouble. Maybe maybe even beat them in seven, in my opinion. Mm. Um, just because of the matchups that they have, they can, they can compete with the Lakers maybe size-wise. And, and let's say if Zion's healthy, I think he gives, there's no one really in that team that can guard him like that. Maybe AD, but I feel like he can take AD out to the perimeter and just blow by him. So. Alright, first, first, first. I feel like first. it's um, it's gonna be a struggle for them this year because the West is mm. so stacked. The West is super, super duper stacked. It really yeah, is. Like, it's, 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 it's a tough, it's a tough environment this season now. Team mm. gonna get much better now. Even Lake is getting much better. Um, yeah, uh, it depends as well because I feel like at the moment, not they're not even making a top ten though in the West. You don't think they'll make top 10? Yeah. Even with a healthy Zion playing? I think they just miss out. I think I had them at 10, honestly. Yeah. I, I had them 11. I had I had Thunder on number 10. Mm, I had them 10. I had Thunder 9. So I'm, I'm pretty much with you on that. First? First? Right. I think that concludes. I think we pretty much covered anything. Anything else you might want to cover that we've not? Regards to the West. Uh, finals prediction, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we need to get that as well. Yeah. That is that. So obviously we've got everyone's Western Conference matchups, um, finals matchups. Yeah, what are you saying, Eddie? Who's your Eastern Conference final? What's your matchup and the winner? So it'll be Celtics Bucks, of course, and I got the Bucks in six. Okay. And then it'll be the Suns in LA. And I got the Lakers in six. Then hmm, let me think about this. Lakers, Lakers Bucks. Lakers Bucks. Lakers. Okay. Because yeah, what are you saying? Eastern Conference Finals matchup and winner. They'll cause you that. I'll go back to cause when he comes back. Team up. Yeah. Um, Eastern got, Conference, yeah, Eastern Conference Finals um, matchups. I've got, I've got Bucks Celtics, um, Bucks in Game Five. Okay, and then the West, you had the Lakers West, Suns, got, right? I got Lakers Suns and um, Lakers in seven. Okay, and I can't lie, I'm gonna go Lakers in seven as well against the Bucks. Ooh, seven game series, all right. Okay, I'm saying interesting to see. Yeah, this is gonna be like well. the like the most competitive I've seen the NBA gonna have so far. I look forward to it, especially with how stacked mm-hmm. the West is within teams. Yo, cause you back with us, yeah? Yeah, yeah, my mic cut out. Yeah, no even. stress, man. It's all good. Um, cause Eastern Conference Finals matchup and the winner. Well, I got the Celtics seven. For like they're Over the, the most complete yeah? team. Yeah, they got Drew Holiday. Insane player. I just feel like that those three plays, right, in terms of a half-court defense, is some of the three plays you don't want to see. Like, especially if you're if you're a player that operates in the perimeter. Like, any any three of them can guard you, no problem. And they can take turns. So, every play, you'll get different looks from these three players. Like, the level of defenders that that, that, that uh, Jalen Brown is, Tatum, and Andrew Holiday, mm-hmm. it's going to be it's going to be a difficult matchup for um, many teams in the east, like even even any freedom you can put on Damon and you can call it a night. So, 
I just, I just feel it. I feel like we're gonna get that matchup that we all wanted to see, man. The LA Clippers versus the Boston Celtics final. That's what we wanted to see. So you and Clippers, Boston. And who was yeah. your Western Conference final? You had the Nuggets get into the final with the Clippers, right? In the West, the Suns. The Suns. That was it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, fair enough, fair enough. And that concludes the NBA regular season preview 2023-24 courtside commentary podcast on the Sarcasm City TV kick. Big up to everyone that has locked in. I can say big up to everyone who's watching is back as well. Make sure you check us out on all audio platforms. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Sarcasm City TV, because you do not get the same content on here that you do on the YouTube channel. So make sure you are following and subscribe to both NBA watch-alongs throughout the season. So throughout the regular season, watch-alongs will pick the best matchups and you will get NBA watch-alongs right here. Obviously, when big news breaks as well, we'll bring back those courtside commentary podcasts. But for example, uh, Lakers Clippers, that'll be a game we'll do. I know the Suns are playing the Lakers as well. I think that's opening night. We'll be doing that as well, plus more. So make sure you just keep an eye out right here on the kick, people. And in regards to today, two watch-alongs today from the Premier League, Merseyside Derby. Early one, 12.30 p.m. UK time. That is 12.30 p.m. UK time. Liverpool versus Everton. That watch along will be here. And then 5.30 p.m. Still here on the kick. It will be the Chelsea versus Arsenal game. That watch along. And then following that, we'll be back over on the YouTube channel. Also, Sarcasm CTV for Sheffield United versus Manchester United. Yeah, exactly. Eddie Prez. And then following that, midnight UK time. Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham Hotspur show, Manham United. Ballers at the Bridge talking that Tottenham Talk podcast, people. So go check that out as well. It's all on the upcoming live stream schedule. And again, like I said, salute to everyone who's supporting. Big up to Eddie Coz, um, Timo, Lajab Ahmed as well for, you know what I'm saying, always interesting. Always, man. That's why I just be sat here just, just shutting up. I just be paying attention to what's going on. I'm very much looking forward to the season, especially the West because... The matchups in the playoffs last year was fire. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. In particular, the first the first round matchups were with everyone seemingly better. It's gonna be a good old, it's gonna be a very, very good season. But love to everyone that's locked in. This has been the courtside commentary podcast live on the Sarcasm City TV kick. Big up for tuning in.